Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, the prosecution is not going to get that man today. No, because I'm going to get him. gentlemen to this edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report coming to you live from our radio and television studios here in beautiful northwest Pennsylvania. Blustery, cold, wintry. Uh, winter grips the entire nation. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for tuning in tonight. Thank you for being part of our extended family. We really appreciate that. Uh, Joe's got the uh, some time off, a uh, week off, uh, so it's going to be me pulling the train, the Hagman train, in the uh, driver's seat. Got a great program for you lined up this evening a lot of news to hit uh folks uh, you know what 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 an incredible news day today you've got a terror attack in berlin you've got an assassination of a russian ambassador in ankara in turkey i don't know whether you heard about that and of course uh you've got uh, trump winning the electoral college vote today that uh, that was pretty much a given although there were some issues you know there were some issues there did you know would the faithless electors come in and, and uh, um do something perhaps to create a uh, constitutional crisis and we cleared that hurdle handily mightily we did so that's good now i know that there's of course, in Pennsylvania, in our home state in Pennsylvania, there were there was a brief outburst uh, um, with the electoral d- during the, the during the voting process, but it was not uh, it was nothing major. Now, let's hit this one at a time because we're really doing news trios. Oh, and by the way, okay, if you go to HagmanReport.com, which is our home base, folks, HagmanReport.com, that's our home base. Go there. There are there are a number of pressing article, articles that uh, address a number of things. I want your I want to call your attention to uh, one in particular, and we're going to be hitting this a little bit in a little bit. This is written by Sergeant Tim, of course. If you uh, he's a senior editor about Law Patriot News, an independent contributor to our uh, to the Hagman Report, and I would really recommend everyone to follow his writing. All right. So his news articles, although he's a contributor at Hagman Report, can be found at found at his website, Outlaw Patriot News. All right. But having said that, and we're going to be getting into this because this is so important right now, in my estimation, the uh, fake news. And, and you may be getting tired of hearing about it. I know I'm certainly tired of reading about it, researching it. It it it, it is. It's important though. It's important that that we all understand how we are being gamed. We know we're being gamed, and it's it's important for all of us to understand how and what we can do about it, what we need to do about it. At the bottom of the hour, next segment, Brittany uh, Pettibone is going to be joining us to talk about this very issue. Um, but uh, again, this Sergeant Tim addresses the ghost of fake news past, and of course brings up Amber Lyon who blew the whistle on CNN fake news quite some time ago. Folks, important to understand the historical... It's important to understand, at least in my view right now, it is critical that we look at the landscape. 
not just this moment in time, but how we got here. And by doing so, we'll find the the trajectory as to where we're headed. And this, it's very disconcerting because of the fake news operation, and I'll call it an operation. It's by it's by those who control the news will be making this an issue, and actually doing a lot. For example, to censor us, censor Infowars, censor any of the conservative Christian voices out there. So this is extremely important. But we have to approach this like anything else. We have to look at this. What do we need to do about this? Let's identify the problem. Let's work the problem together. And uh, we can prevail by doing so. So, so, you know, really, where do we start? Well, let's start with the easy issues. Well, by the way, in the fake news category, and when we're talking about that, what we really need everyone to do is, and it doesn't matter which sites you prefer to get your news from. Hopefully it is from the independent media. It's not one of the ABC, NBC, CBS. Uh, no, it, it should be from the independent media because you're not going to get the real story, obviously, at the, at the other sites, at the media, mainstream media sites. So here's what we ask everyone to do if you, if you would kindly do this because this will unify I believe this will unify the whole body of the independent media in such a way where they'll have to resort to different tactics we're playing a game of three dimensional chess here or actually we have a game of three dimensional chess the war has been waged upon us by the globalists and by the globalist media so what can we do about it? Everyone, please, so, number one, subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you haven't done it, do it today. Do it right now. Do it. Just do it. Do it. Do it. And any other cha- independent news channel you feel is worth or delivers the news, subscribe. Because that raises the visibility. Because you see, what's, what's, what's taking place here, how YouTube is censoring our channel and others. First of all, they're hiding the real numbers, which is fine. We can live with that. I can live with that. I don't really care what the numbers show. I know the back end numbers because you can go into the back end and see the back end numbers. The front end numbers are not not even close to that. Anyway, so I know what we pull in terms of numbers. And frankly, and this is, I'm not saying this to boast or to be boastful, but our numbers are, they, they surpass, um, at times, and many shows, they surpass, uh, uh, MSNBC. When, when you, when you calculate all of the venues and add the numbers up, a typical night of viewer and listenership on the Hagman Report surpasses the numbers on MSNBC. You might think, well, gee whiz, you know, Nick at Night does that. Well, yeah, true. I mean, Eric's, uh, Eric the Tech is actually the guy, you know, he's that one over uh, with Nick at Night. He's, he, in fact, he watches Nick at Night. Now, anyway, um, <laughs> uh, he's, he's sitting there at his space station. Uh, have you seen that? Have you seen the space station that he sits at? Anyway, 
I'm not allowed anywhere near it because you know, there's buttons and switches, and if I turn one, it's just, you know, I get spanked. And Anyway, uh, I get yelled at. He, he makes me cry. And then I have to go to my safe space, you know, and, and I have to get my blanket and pinky and anyway. Counseling, you know, you know the whole drill. So subscribe to to our YouTube channel, and and that's and again, any YouTube channel or any website, whatever that you feel is worth the particular time to subscribe, because that does it changes the dynamics of the numbers. I'm not going to get into the back end of things, but it does. It simply does. Uh, so, so do that. Uh, that's one way, but we're gonna be talking about more more about that later. And, and don't forget, folks, uh, we broadcast weekly or weekly, uh, nightly, Monday through Friday, seven to ten p.m. Eastern time on the Global Star Radio Network. If if anything ever goes down, one thing is certain: the Global Star Radio Network will always, always, always carry us. Uh, they're they're like twenty four seven. They got their own little satellite, and you know, Todd's back there with he's got in the satellite. And, Anyway, so, and of course, BTR, Blog Talk Radio, we're also simulcast there as well. Nice folks, uh, there, indeed. So, and the archives are present at both places, uh, BTR as well as Global Star. So, but subscribe. And also, subscribe to our Twitter feed. I have Douglas Hagman, okay, at Hagman PI, which is Hagman, H-A-G-M-A-N-N-P-I, my personal Twitter, and, uh, Facebook as well. As much as we don't like that, that whole system, we have to, we have to play on the, we have to fight on the battlefield in order to take the fight to them. As I believe as conservative Christians with values, we have to stand tall, stand up to them, and of course, uh, in, in some instances, they make the they make the rules. So let's uh, let's well, we can play by the rules, but we can also we we can also take the fight to them, metaphorically speaking, fight. So that's that. But uh, so, so the, the the first obviously the first issue here is Donald Trump wins electoral college, attempts to cause rebellion turn to farce, as reported by the overseas media. With Democrats deserting Hillary, and <laughs> I thought this is funny too. Um, it, it's interesting because calls for electoral uh, college members to vote your conscience have, have indeed paid off, but uh, not in Hillary's favor. No, the so-called Hamilton electors, and I think that's a, a, a bad name for them. I think they're just faithless electors. Period. They were Democrats. They chose to vote for. Uh, Moderate Republicans like Kasich or Colin Powell, as opposed to uh, Hillary Clinton, and I think that's that's pretty funny, actually, pretty uh, humorous. And, and they had hoped that Republicans would follow suit, and of course they didn't. Uh, by mid afternoon today, Trump had the votes uh, needed, and actually Texas put him over the edge. And of course, if you watch the mainstream media or C-SPAN, I had C-SPAN running in the office, and. Uh, yeah, you talk about exciting. It's like watching paint dry. But uh, Bill Clinton was a member of the New York uh, New York Electoral College and was in Albany to cast a vote, obviously, for Hillary. Um, 
The four faithless electors cast votes in Washington State, not for Clinton, while attempts were made in Maine, Colorado, and Minnesota. And again, we had some whines, cries, and sobs, you know, in, in the uh, Pennsylvania State House as well. But he officially crossed the line to 270 votes with uh, electors in Texas casting a ballot for Trump uh, for him for him shortly before 5:30 Eastern time today. So that's handily done. No more. Hopefully, no more harassment of the electors and uh, members of the electoral college. And it's interesting because that was a real deal. I mean, these people were getting a lot of hate mail, death threats, and uh, harassment. I mean, and, and you know, it, it, I just find it amazing. And I don't know. I don't want to go too far off on the tangent here, but you know, you speak about harassment, folks. The members of the independent media are being harassed in ways. I cannot tell you. I seriously, I cannot tell you. I, I cannot tell you how. I've, I've been advised not to tell you how we, as members of the alternative media, are being or independent media, are being harassed and being threatened. What we're going through, and it's not just me or us. Steve Quayle, Tom Horn. Rick Wiles, Dave Hodges. If you knew, and again, for reasons of security, for legal reasons, and for practical reasons, we can't tell you what is going on. But trust me when I tell you that there is a lot going on behind the scenes with respect to the harassment of the independent media. They want to shut us shut us down. They want to see us go away. And this is a uh, concerted effort among many of the, uh, well, let's just say it this way. Let, let me just say it this way. Things are not as they appear out there. So you might look at someone who has some obscure blog somewhere, and just typing away, saying, "Oh, you know, Hagman, he's he's an idiot." Which okay, that's that's fine. Um, or Hodges, you know, he's 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 not giving right information, or he's disinformation, or whatever Alex Jones or whoever the target might be. And you look at that and say, "Well, who are they to even make those claims?" But when you start, and this is something that you really you don't have to do, and I, I wouldn't do it, but when when you start looking at who's behind this and you start seeing the organization, for example, that one little blog, yeah, it looks like a little blog, but when you start understanding the ownership and and um, operation that that is attached to, you're going to see. You are going to see that the connections run much deeper. And when you follow the connections, and like you follow evidence, you let the evidence direct the investigation, of course, as we do, and then you see that, wait a minute, there are ties to this person and that person, and then all of a sudden, it's not the degrees of separation from Kevin Bacon, it's much more intimate than that. And that's something that I really want to, to drive home, because things are not as they appear. And there are also, I had spoken and, and written about the uh, paid Obama people. Uh, remember that about two, three years ago. Where there were people that, that were 
on this Obama cyber team, cyber warriors. And, and I was one of the first to write about this, and my inside source from uh, DHS had told me about this. Well, that those numbers have grown exponentially. I mean, grown tremendously. And it is not... Now, obviously, it's not against just us. It's against the independent media. But what is taking place is they have infiltrated comments. You know how when an article is posted, for example, on a site like like Reddit or, uh, I mean, you just name the site that accepts comments. What happens is they will go in and capture, directly, misdirect, uh, divert the conversation. Or, or the thread, and then assail the messenger. Much like what happened, and I need to mention this even be, even before we go further, I need to mention this too. When we had Mike Zullo and uh, uh, Carl Gallops on Friday, if you haven't heard that program, what we did was we isolated the two hours that they were on, and it's up on the official Hagman Report YouTube channel, as well as it's linked off of our homepage on HagmanReport.com. And I had written, uh, I had spent hours, and I mean hours, going just thumbing through material that is not public information yet about the, the, the document. And what people are not really understanding here, and if I can really address this, because I've gotten emails saying, well, this is old news. It's time to move on. All right. If it was one person saying that, I could, I could, I, I could understand that. Or what does it? What difference does it make at this point about the birth certificate document of Barack Hussein Obama? Because don't forget now, in just thirty-three or thirty-two days, we're going to have a brand new president in office well a couple of things I do want to mention about the oh, that show on Friday and please go back and share it with your friends it's extremely important because first of all five years of investigative research and investigations investigation by Mike Zulo who is a former Bergen County detective cold case posse Working uh, for Sheriff Joe, Joe Arpaio, who, by the way, is just a, uh, despite his age, I mean he's a he, he's a keen guy, okay, in terms of mental acuity and investigative prowess. This guy is unbelievable, and so is Mike Zulo, and so is Carl Gallops too. Well, this makes a world. I mean, this this is a huge deal. This is not something that should be just, uh, just, you know, shoved off and say, well, it doesn't matter anyway. Or what are they going to do about it anyway? I noticed on my, on, when it was, when my article was posted on Sunday at Canada Free Press, um, kind of an obnoxious, uh, comment about, uh, well, nothing's going to happen. It's all BS and so on, uh, from a, from a man who apparently, yeah, I know. I don't. I don't know what dog. If he's got a dog in this race or what, doesn't think that it's important. But but here's the here's the thing. 
This is not about where Obama was born, going back to Friday now. This is not where he was born. This is not about his parental lineage. It has nothing to do with anything. But somebody, somebody tampered with a federal identifying document, a federal identification document of the uh, alleged president of the United States. Somebody had willing, somebody had knowingly and wittingly attempted to defraud every American voter, every citizen of America by posting this particular doc- document on whitehouse.gov. Now, if that would be you or I, we'd be long in prison by now. Not jail, but prison. And the charges would be, we'd be charged, obviously. So, this was done with the intent to defraud. Again, this is not about anything else but altering a document, taking a document, posting it on an official government website, the highest government website in the country, and passing it off as the original. <clears throat> and what's what a lot of people are not understanding with this, and and I, I probably should have made this point a little bit clearer, is when Mike Zillow was talking about the information in the, on the certificate, the state of Hawaii saying. Um, for example, that the, they're certifying that, that some of the information on the certificate is accurate. You know you can get, well, what has happened, and I'll just apply it to Obama, what had happened. This is the supposition based on investigative research and reasonable uh, speculation. It's reasoned speculation, but it's it's pretty good. Obama's original certificate of live birth or original birth certificate was amended. And that amended certificate was held out and still is being held as the original certificate of live birth. Hawaii statutes allows for that. That's a big deal, number one. But number two, whoever perpetrated this crime and I, I'm fairly certain I've got a pretty good idea who, who all is involved in this, or at least most of the major players are still in positions of authority and still can make, still can make an impact in the, within the executive branch. Think about that. So they must be held accountable for their actions. And again, that ties into the fake news because this is being pushed off as fake news, which is not fake news. But anyway, so there's that. All right. More is coming. I'm writing more on that. I just wrote the introduction on, uh, it appeared on Sunday on our website, hagmanreport.com and, and again, freepress.com where you can comment. But more is coming to explain why, explain how, and why. And a lot of people don't don't understand either. Well, why now? After five years, you already had a couple of press conferences at Mike and Sheriff Joe and all this. And and as I was speaking to Mike and um, and others, well, the the why now is yeah, there was evidence, but it wasn't. It was there was evidence. It's like you you know a hundred percent. You know pretty much how it happened, but there were a few th- a few unanswered questions. Well, those questions were finally answered in the final weeks before the press conference. So that's why. All right. Then, of course, you've got um, the 
uh, where where to go here? I just had it. You had the uh, assassination of the Turkish ambassador. We're going to be talking about this in hour two, or the Russian ambassador in Ankara, Turkey. We're going to be talking about this in hour two. This is big news, and this is reminiscent, perhaps, or it could be analogous to, for example, the assassination of the Archduke Ferdinand in 1914. And I had sent that out by Twitter, um, and I just uh, I thought it was pretty pretty interesting. And I do believe that this was this is a provocation that's going to lead to other changes in the Middle East, other power changes in the Middle East. I I do believe that Russia and Turkey, the Turkey is about ready to get smacked. <laughs> in a bad way and I think Trump is probably correct in my view I'm not a I'm not a geopolitical analyst I look I don't I don't know but I'll tell you something with Turkey and NATO some say well wait a minute if uh, uh, shouldn't you know, if something happens if Russia attacks Turkey Turkey are we not as a country responsible through the NATO pact to defend Turkey well not within not in, in a case like this it's pretty clear because this is not a um, an attack we'll say um, by a uh, uh, state actor at least that's what they're saying but the motive behind you're you're not hearing the proper motive behind this assassination this is a provocation this is to draw and this has the fingerprints at least in my view of the Obama slash Hillary State Department CIA type of I'm not saying they did it. I'm just saying this is the type of actions of the Hillary Obama CIA State Department type of activity. And there's more to this assassination than meets the eye. That's really a problem. And, of course, I'd be remiss if I didn't tell you that, uh, uh, you know, the left, they've got this war on Christmas. And I'm just going to, 30 seconds on this. Did you see this Washington Post? Virgin Mary offends rape victim by her purity. You've got this absolutely incredible uh, social justice warrior, mental, in my view, I have to say this, in my opinion, a mental case by the name of Ruth Everhart says that, uh, hey, you know what? Uh, I'm, I'm, I, I, she is victimized by the Virgin Mary. Uh, by her purity. In fact, an article in the Washington Post, Our Culture of Purity Celebrates a Virgin Mary and as a Rape Victim, That Hurts Me. You talk about a bunch of crap. Ruth Everhart, whiner extraordinaire. We're going to be right back, folks. Stay right where you're at. Ladies and gentlemen, to this edition of the Hagman and the Hagman Report, boy, we, we've got a treat for you. Uh, Brittany Pettibone is is with us, is joining us, has agreed to join us and uh, take time out of her schedule, busy schedule. She always has great information, and if you haven't, if you don't know Brittany Pettibone, you, you, folks, you you've got to you've, you've got to follow her on Twitter, 
and um, it should be on your screen. If not, it will be shortly. Her uh, Twitter, where you can follow her, and she'll she'll give it to you uh, as well verbally, uh, folks. Uh, before we get to get to Brittany, I just want to tell you, Minuteman Rocket Stove. You know, go to MinutemanStove.com, MinutemanStove.com, because in these times that we're living right now, just it makes sense to have a suitable, sustainable backup method for cooking, for heating, uh, whatever. We all need a way to cook and a method to process water. Well, the Minuteman Rocket Stove gives you both a disruption in the power supply or fuel distribution, or is going to put most people out of business or cause at least serious inconvenience to all of us. A Minuteman Rocket Stove can provide your family or group the perfect solution. This is the, the best rocket stove on the market. Now, if you don't know what a rocket stove is, like I didn't before, it's it's an ammo can that's uh, fashioned into a stove, and it works wonders. It's a small, lightweight, wood-burning, and it's every bit as powerful as a kitchen stove. With decent wood, it's smokeless and fully self-contained for clean storage and transport. Because of the Minuteman is so efficient, it cuts down your wood gathering and processing chores to just a tenth of what it would be. Uh, don't rely on gas or fuel stoves. Eventually, the supply is going to run out, and you're going to be, well, just left with uh, nothing. So it's it, this is easy to use, easy to, uh, it's easy. It, it's, it's easy. It's a great product. It's a handmade. They're all handmade in the United States. In fact, in North Carolina, and they're extremely rugged. The stove's come with a two year warranty, which has no one's really, no one has, uh, has, uh, tested the two year warranty. They don't need to. Folks, go to minutemanstove.com. That's minutemanstove.com. Brittany Pettibone is our guest this segment. Brittany, Goodness, it's great to see you, and our listeners are just uh, just thankful that you've agreed to come on again and talk about uh, talk about things, including but not limited to, of course, what's going on with Pizzagate. I'm going to turn you loose on that. What's been going on with this? So what's been going on, it was shortly after the last time I was on, the mainstream media started reporting heavily on Pizzagate, although all of them, all of the mainstream media outlets who reported on it, they... They wouldn't refute any of the, you know, WikiLeaks um, emails that we'd uncovered that were, you know, the basis of the entire investigation. They also, they would never include any Instagram photos. It was basically they would all report on it just to say it's debunked, it's fake news. You know, the whole fake news phenomenon arose at the exact time that, that Pizzagate was at its height as well. So a lot of mainstream media were just attacking all of the, you know, Pizzagate investigators, a lot of them were receiving harassment. I know one of the most was um, Tara from Reality Calls and then David Seaman, who is, they've both been doing great work on this. So um, as for myself, I didn't have a, I don't have a YouTube channel, but I know that they were taking the brunt of the heat for this. I have, you know, taken a lot on Twitter, but it's different. It's easier because I can just block them. But um, uh, so a lot of people, the, the aftermath of this was a lot of investigators were kind of going underground. Like it's still going on the investigation. Um, but they're doing, you know, research privately with the intent to release it closer to when Donald Trump is, and is, um, inaugurated, um, closer to his inauguration or even after, right, when, right when he gets into office. So we'll see. But, um, yes, I do know I've actually been in contact with some of um, the most reliable and professional and accurate investigators who I found on the internet, all of them are anonymous, but they've been publishing the best information that I've seen on Pizzagate. So I've connected with them and we're all working privately, um, at the moment. 
Well, so. yeah, I mean, you're out there, your name, your face, you're out there. Um, and, and of course, you've got the, the private citizen investigators, investigators and journalists who are doing the job that the media won't, the mainstream corporate media won't. And obviously, there is a backlash. But um, now there's been, really, there's been a lot of confusion over the veracity of the information. You know, I, I've, I've seen so much misinformation and disinformation about this issue. Um, I, I guess if we were in a courtroom, and I spent a lot of time in court uh, in, in, in my work, and 99% of it's boring, but, but you know, there's a 1% that it really brings home the evidence. Let me ask you this. Um, Podesta emails, when this first broke October 3rd, and there was, the, the, the Podesta emails were, were reviewed, and of course, uh, the um, the coding, so to speak, was found. That's still, I mean, that's legitimate. That has not been debunked. Um, that, I mean, that's really that that's in place. Still, is that correct? I mean, that's that's yes, a for real thing. Yes, the Podesta emails they're they're all verified as authentic. Okay, and then you've got the and I'm kind of going at this one step at a time. Um, and in fact, maybe it might be better for you if you can just go one step at a time to tell us what we know as opposed to anything else. I mean, what do we know that's absolutely 100%, whether it's about Elephantus, whether it's about Brock, the Comet Pizza, wherever you want to go, what do we know for sure that is unassailable that, that we can take to the bank or take, take to, you know, take to, uh, for an investigative uh, standard? Yeah, well, there's quite a lot, actually, but, um, you know, more than I could go through in a few minutes. But okay. I would say the best place to start is the Podesta emails because there, you know, there, there are so many emails that include these keywords, you know, um, pizza and dominoes and um, handkerchief, you know, and it, when you read the emails, you know that they're talking about, um, you know, that it's code for something. And um, I know Tara from Reality Calls verified that a lot of these, from the dark web, that a lot of these keywords, that we were right about them. So, because uh, she found another listing on the dark web, and she made a video on that, actually. But um, from there is just where you start. And then we know that James Elephantis is, all of his Instagram photos, they are verified as legitimate. Okay. And um, including, you know, his profile picture being um, uh, a picture of, um, Ember Hadrian's 13-year-old lover, Antonius, you know, like those things are all verified. The reason we're seeing so much misinformation now is because that is part of the game. You know, they're, they've infiltrated vote.co, um, which is where the investigation was moved to, and a lot of, you know, correct the record trolls are downloading all of the relevant information and then publishing deliberately false information in order to mislead the investigation and to discredit it. Um, because there are so many people who are extremely gullible that, you know, won't check facts or won't check them in the right way, and, you know, then it's led astray. But, yeah, it's also the fact that I know some people on Twitter have told me, you know, I've heard that they've been banned for using the Pizzagate hashtag. These are smaller accounts. Right. Or I myself, I only posted once on Facebook about Pizzagate on my entire timeline, and I have never before had Facebook come in. What they did is they said, we've detected spam on your timeline. <laughs> And so they did, they said, can you ver you know let us know if this is spam or not? I said this isn't spam. I want this on my timeline, and they hit it anyway. So wow. you know, no, see it anymore. So they're just coming in and 
trying to wipe it from the internet. And I mean, there's already a Wikipedia page on it. Um, it's called Pizzagate, the Conspiracy Theory, and they mention Infowars, the Vigilant Citizen, and then they mention Mike Cernovich and myself as being alt-right activists, which we've never identified as alt, you know, I, I've never identified as alt-right, but they, they're trying to label every Pizzagate investigator as a homophobic, homophobic white supremacist who belongs to the alt-right. So, but that's no way true. They're, they're from both sides. There are plenty of Hillary supporters investigating this as well. It's, you know, plenty of liberals, you know, Bernie supporters, everyone. They're, we're all in this together in a sense. They're just trying to paint it that way and we have to, um, uh, you know, let people know that that's not what it is. Okay. All right. Wow. Well, uh, this is out of order, but I, I'm going to ask you this question. Um, I was on with Alex Jones when he, and I didn't know he was going to do this. He brought in, brought on to the program. It was the last half hour that I was, I was on with him. He asked me to ride shotgun with him and we were sitting there together and he brought on the, there was a witness. In fact, it was a Islamic attorney who oh, he yes. brought on and, and supposedly a witness to this, this gun, gun attack, um, at, at Comet Pizza. And, uh, you know, I had, I had the opportunity, uh, my mic was shut off and I wanted to kind of jump in there. And I mean, it wasn't Alex's fault. It was just, it was just a kind of a, uh, it kind of took me by surprise, but, um, it just seemed so bizarre. That whole thing, Brittany was just, it, it, I just wanted to have like five minutes of uninterrupted time with him because I had so many questions and I was going to hit him, you know, uh, with the questions. Um, what of that? What do you make of that incident that happened at Comet Pizza? On, on that day that uh, when that guy went in with a gun and uh, supposedly shot something. Yes, I mean, it's still foggy. There's, there are people who believe that, you know, he, um, you know, really out of concern went there because he had been misled into believing that the Pizzagate researchers believed that the entire operation was, you know, or alleged operation was going on in the basement of Comet Ping Pong. So it could have been that. Okay. Then there's the people who believe that, you know, it was a false flag as, you know, the, the man was a former out-of-work actor. Um, and then I know with the, the attorney's testimony um, or his interview, I know he mentioned that he saw the gunman carrying a shotgun, although I believe it, was, it wasn't a shotgun, although he did have a shotgun in the car. Right. So he was carrying different um, different guns. It was just so there were some um, there were some discrepancies with his uh, interview, his testimony. So it's still uh, that that you know the whole gunman thing. It's still not there are no definitive answers there yet. But people I know are still looking. Um, so hopefully you know we can get that story straight because that was pretty much what the mainstream media used to muzzle PizzaGate. Um, was that incident? So it's very important for us to find out what really happened. Yeah, okay. Are you saying that? And that's a good point. Are you saying that 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 um, okay? The the gun incident is what was used as the springboard to to, to muzzle the um, uh, Pizzagate situation, not the witness testimony, right? It was the just the incident well, itself. Yeah, I think all of it together. Um, I, I remember it was it happened on a Sunday, and you know, from then on, it was just the mainstream media. Everyone was writing articles and you know, coming down on it. You know, and people are, you know, I remember reading some comments from you know ma- mainstream media articles, like the Washington Post included me in one. And people are like, oh, they should lock up the investigators. They should go go to prison. This should be criminalized. You know, um, and you know, just getting very rabid about it. Um, all you know. 
So, you know, there are some people in this investigation who it's, we don't, we have to be careful who we associate with because they'll completely accuse, you know, this is 100%, you know, for certain, and they're all pedophiles, and, you know, we have to imprison them, you know, now they just get too extreme and emotional about it, and we need to make sure we step back. We always use the word alleged, like in no way incite or encourage any kind of harassment or violence towards James Alifantis or anyone else who may be implicated. But so it's just, you know, on our side as well, we need to make sure that everyone is under control. But then again, there are some people who will pose as investigators and act crazy in order to discredit the investigation again. Like they're using so many tactics against us, so we just have to, you know, at this point it's been better because we've been researching more privately and hopefully we can get, you know, accumulate a lot more great information by the time that Trump is in office. And that's one thing that I, the reason, folks, that I really, I really like Brittany Pettibone, Tara from Reality Calls, Andrew Kerr on the periphery, working the media matters for America aspect of things and David Brock, because you have a very measured approach to things as opposed to people that just go out and make wild accusations. And then of course, um, contribute to the, the, contribute to the, the, uh, the mania that's, that's not right for this. And, and I, I appreciate your measured approach to things and your logic and reasoned approach, but your investigative material and investigative work is, is uh, right on the money, so I just want to say thank you for that. And folks, that's the reason why we have her here, because she's one of the best, in my view. And, and I've looked at some. I mean, you could see them on on Reddit or before on Reddit and, and other look uh, other places that, um, you know, it's just. It's a, but, but yeah, you're you're exactly right. Okay, uh, but, but but how how do you see this playing out? I know we don't have a crystal ball. You don't have a crystal ball. But but Brittany, how do you see this playing out with respect specifically to? this Pizzagate situation? Well, a lot of us are counting on more leaks. So we're hoping that uh, WikiLeaks will drop some more, you know, in the near future that will help because those, you know, those are what give us the direction. Um, and, you know, as they come out, we already know that the, they're legitimate, that they're legitimate as they, you know, as they drop. And it, it's not so much about fact-checking because, you know, WikiLeaks has, like, a really clean record and they're authentic. So, you know, I, I've heard some talk I know Kim.com mentioned after the inauguration there was going to be more leaks um, in regards to the Clinton Foundation so we'll see what happens there and then if WikiLeaks puts more out that will you know re-enkindle this whole investigation you know um, because we have you know a lot now and we built so much off of it but it would it would be you know nice to get more because we know you know in, in our sense now um uh, we know how large this investigation is. We had no idea at first. It kind of just, you went down the rabbit hole. It got it humongous, way bigger than any of us could have imagined. So those will contribute tremendously um, to, to you know, moving this forward, most definitely. So that's what I'm okay. hoping. Number one. Okay. I, I, didn't mean to, I didn't mean to cut you off there. Um, okay. What about the entire fake news slash, slash censorship of us, you and I, of the people out there who are who represent the independent media. Um, obviously, you got sanctioned at Facebook. Uh, what's I mean? How do how do we fight this? 
I think we fight it by just keep you know doing what we're doing. Um, I know that they are trying. They're doing it. I think for a couple of reasons. Number one, it's because they were 100% completely discredited during the election cycle, the mainstream media, and this is almost. We've seen their track record of them, you know, psychologically projecting their own faults onto us. That's what it's psychological projection. That's what they do. So, but it's also the internet, you know, like Facebook and Twitter and stuff. Used to be more about them being able to get information from us. Right now, turning that on them, and they're seeing the power that we have using the tools that they built, and you know, it's reached a point where we're powerful enough to actually contest them. That's, that's um, and great. Sway, and sway, you know, um, you know, sway people's opinions. So that's why they're they're realizing how dangerous it is, and they're trying to silence us and discredit us all as fake news, you know. But actually, I, I believe it dropped last night. But the CNN just reported that you know the trust in the mainstream media has dropped below ten percent. So they're losing. Oh well, yeah, they <laughs> are. Um, yeah, actually, they are. Anyway, um, and, and folks. Uh, Meet the new Amber Lyon, perhaps. Uh, you know the. I, I shouldn't say that. Uh, I mean, she, she's. You know the. Uh, or maybe that's not. Uh, uh, you, you know the the person ahead of the the curve with respect to fighting the uh, operation that's against us on the fake news. And it's it's Brittany. It's you and people like you who are going to be at well, who are at the tip of the spear, but also going to be responsible for really changing the course, in my view, of history, because you've got a lot of people who are looking to you within your demographic and saying, wow, you know, i got to follow her, and, and, and you know, it's a great work product that you put out, so I I, I commend you for that. Um, what, I, I'm a little bit, at this point, I'm, I'm not sure I even know what to ask at this point, we've got about 10 minutes left here together. What, what do you want to? What do you think is important to talk about here? Uh, we just we just had Trump uh, win the electoral college, of course, today, which you know wasn't an issue. What do you think we should be uh, be focused on from this point forward? And, you're, and by the way, folks, Brittany's going to join us with Tara on the 29th, and this can be a great program. I'm looking forward to that. So go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, I was just going to say, so much happened today. It was insane. Um, uh, it, there was the terrorist attack in Berlin, and I actually have a very close friend who lives in Berlin who was at that same Christmas market where it happened just a few days ago, and one of her friends was actually there while it happened, but, you know, thank God she's safe. But um, it was very interesting to monitor the, that as it happened um, in regards to the, how the mainstream media handled it, as none of them were reporting that it was a terrorist attack, even though the Berlin police had confirmed it, mm-hmm. um, you know, very early on. So... Um, I don't know what's going to happen there. Uh, the Germans, you know, Germany as a whole, I don't know, you know, how many of them are, are aware of the fact that it, it's such a large threat and if they don't combat it soon, that, um, you know, they very well, you know, soon, you know, within a decade or maybe even less can lose their country. I don't know how long it's going to take, but um, I think they need to start taking this seriously. Um, you know, yeah, there's a lot that happened then. Also, the the Russian ambassador to Turkey oh, yeah. was fascinated this morning. There's so much happened today. Um, I mean, Nicole and I woke up, you know, excited to share that we had that our book had won, you know, a pretty prestigious award. And then, like, you know, we saw the news. We're like, oh my gosh, this is insane. <laughs> so we were kind of hesitant almost to share it because it seemed wrong to be talking about that at this time. Um, yes, but today was definitely insane. Um, there's still a lot going on. Well, you know I mean, what, Brittany, 
I, uh, let me stop you right there because this is no small deal. Uh, I really want you to share with the audience about your book and Brittany and, and her sister, very talented writers. You should be very proud and, and you want, your book has won an award. Please tell the audience about it because I think, I think you've got a lot to be proud about. Yeah, it's actually, it's really wonderful because it's from Kirkus Reviews who is known to be so brutal. Ah. You know, uh, with books, they'll just tear them apart. So we were so, you know, pretty nervous when we first submitted our book to them, but they actually ended up giving us a star review, and then they chose our, our book as one of the best indie books of 2016. Um, and we actually knew this three months ago, but they had they informed everyone, and then they were putting it in magazines and stuff like that, so they we couldn't announce it till today. So we had to wait and, and do it today, and yeah, you know, we're, we're so happy and so excited because Kirkus is one of the big ones. Sure. Um, yeah, so... It, yeah, it's going to be in a, a magazine and then go out to like all the publishers and um, literary agents in the industry and stuff like that. So that's yeah, a wonderful, wonderful um, award to have. And we're, we're, yeah, we're, we're very happy. Really happy. Congratulations. You and your sister, uh, Nicole. And of course, more information about uh, Brittany and Nicole's book, Hatred Day, Verdict Day, uh, tspettibone.com. That's tspettibone.com. I just want to make sure that we got that in there because I think that's just a fantastic accomplishment and you are to be uh, congratulated for sure. So thank you for sharing that with our audience. And, and, and folks, visit tspettibone.com and, uh, for, for information about the book, buy her book. Buy their book. <laughs> Plural. All right. <laughs> but, uh, you gotta, you, you, you gotta, you gotta keep her in, in, uh, in, uh, coffee and, uh, you know, you gotta, you gotta buy her book. Just buy her book. Support her work. Oh my goodness. And, and how can people follow you on Twitter too? It's, uh, Brit, at oh. Brit Pettibone, right? Yes, at Brit Pettibone. Okay. Good. All right. Now that we got that out of the way and we got about four minutes left here. Uh, yeah, what are you thinking about this assassination over in Russia, uh, or, uh, the, the Russian ambassador in, in Ankara, Turkey? What are you thinking about this? Uh, cause I know you followed it. Yeah, I was following that. I was following the Berlin War, but this I know it's, um, you know, it's kind of a result of the fate, you know, the false propaganda being spun in Aleppo. Um, you know, a lot of people were saying, you know, this could be, it could have been, you know, potentially done as a way to trigger, you know, World War III. I mean, we know that that's what they want. They want right. war with Russia. And But then um, I know Putin made a statement, and um, I have – it's not translated into English yet, but I have a Russian friend who helped, um, let me know what he said. Essentially, um, he he said that it's – he it, it all – like the um, – what they're going to do is just it's going to help. All it's done is made them strengthen the fight against terrorism. So he's not reacting in a way that's, you know. Um, well, really, I think I think the I, I think the attack, obviously the um, the assassination and then the Berlin attack. I think obviously there's some connection there. Maybe not direct, but but in the larger sense of the, the terrorist threat that we face, there, there's there's connectivity there, and. Um, and I do believe that that's an outgrowth of the Obama slash uh, Clinton State Department slash CIA operations in the Middle East. But you said you were following more about Berlin. What happened in Berlin? And, and we're praying for the victims there. But what uh, what took place there? A, a bus? Yeah, I believe it was a truck or that a was truck. hijacked. Yeah. 
from a Polish driver who I believe some people were trying to blame it on him at first, but his car was actually hijacked by um, an Islamic man, a Muslim man. Um, ISIS did take responsibility officially for the attack. Um, and so he plowed through the crowd, and I believe nine people were murdered and 50, at least 50 or maybe more, were injured. Um, yeah, it, it was absolutely horrible, but um, yeah. it's just, yeah, the... It's treated like this problem, which we just we keep seeing over and over again. You know, even in the U.S., it's treated so. You know, it's like neutral. You know, people's reaction to it. It's like, oh, you know, the same hashtags come out. You know, pray for Berlin, pray for Orlando, pray for San Bernardino. You know, but there's never any action taken, any any more steps. You know, to combat it. It's it's so it's just going to keep happening. You know, unless we we actually make an effort. And, you know, so, I mean, as it happens now, it's almost like it's the new normal. And everyone's like, oh, another one. You know, that's yep. almost, it's been normalized to to, the, to a point, And that's a really horrible thing, you know. Um, well, you're you're right on the money. And, and you're too young. Uh, but I remember uh, 1985, for example, seeing that hijacking. And then, of course, the Achille Laurel, the hijacking of the, the plane. I can't remember the... Um, the, the flight, but uh, uh, threw a sailor on the tarmac, uh, shot the sailor. It was horrible, and, and that was kind of an introduction, in a sense, after the hostage crisis in Iran. But seeing that uh, whole Islamic threat develop back, even back then, bring you at the end of the segment. But uh, congratulations, number one, on the Kirkus Review, tremendous job, and uh, look forward to look forward to seeing you back. And of course, folks, follow Brittany Pettibone at Britt Pettibone on Twitter and support this young lady's work. She's doing a great job. However, you can buy her book, buy their book, uh, and uh, enjoy that as well. Thank you so much. And if I don't talk to you before, have a very blessed Christmas. You as well. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. All right. God bless. That was Brittany Pettibone. Uh, What a fantastic researcher. And she's got some great stuff. We're going to be right back. Stay right where you're at. Ladies and gentlemen, to this segment of the Hagman and Hagman Report. Boy, we got a treat for you. Mark Goodwin, I don't know how many people have heard of Mark Goodwin, but he's the uh, man behind PrepperRecon.com, PrepperRecon.com. No, this isn't a sales pitch. This is, uh, we're going to be talking about a lot of geopolitical issues with Mark Goodwin. This guy, this guy's got his finger on the pulse of current events, geopolitical events. Uh, the big picture, so to speak. We like to talk about the big picture. This guy has, um, analysis and analysis that you need to understand because uh, we're seeing a lot of news, a lot of events take place. And uh, uh, one topic that we're going to lead off in particular is about Obama in his waning moments. Not, not that he didn't do this before, but in his waning moments in office, poking the Russian bear. How would you like that? You know, um, it, it, real quick, uh, Mark, just hang on. Sorry, I just got to tell this real quick story. Back in the seventies, when you know insurance, you know, when people weren't suing everybody for you know for their getting their feelings hurt, used to used to be able to go up in the mall. They'd bring a bear up and uh, 
uh, for like 20 bucks. Uh, you sign a release and you get in this little ring and, and you could wrestle a, a, a black bear. It, it was, it was fun. Crazy, but fun. That was back in the 70s. So, you know, hey. Anyway, uh, this is the Obama version of that, except, uh, the bear is a, uh, is not, is not a black bear, but a grizzly. And, uh, the stick is real and the stakes are higher. But before we get to Mark Goodwin, folks, greenovative.com. That's greenovative.com. Go to hagmanreport.com and click on greenovative.com. That'll take you to a place that has one of the neatest devices you'll ever see. I mean, this thing is great. It is called the GMAG Power Cell. It's a small battery charger. Now, have you been in a position where you run out of batteries, man? You know, run out of batteries, you can't find a... Because they lose their their power and stuff and shelf life and such. Well, Green Innovative, they have a solution. You don't need sun. You don't need anything except a little bit of water and a little bit of salt. You actually put the batteries, rechargeable batteries, in this device. Two magnesium power pucks power this thing up in a couple of hours. You have you have a battery charger. It charges batteries. Greenovative.com. This is a must-have, and for your proper needs. That's greenovative.com, greenovative.com. It's made in America, and hey, look, whether a man-made or natural uh, disaster strikes, you're going to need batteries. You're going to need power. This is it. It'll power up your, your cell phone. Again, EMP uh, safe, no moving parts, uh, eight ounces, good for preppers. It's the greatest device I've, I've seen in terms of prepper supplies. Greenovative.com, greenovative.com, or go to hagmanreport.com and click on the link to Greenovative. Our guest, Mark Goodwin, PrepperRecon.com. Mark, thanks for thanks for holding out and thanks for uh, joining us tonight. to be on the Hagman Report. I, I really appreciate you having me on. Well, I'll tell you something. You're uh, you're seeing a lot of things. Being in the uh, being a prepper and being a uh, being in the business, doing what you do, you, you've got a lot of. You have to have a, a lot of insight. And you've got to do a lot of analysis on, on events because you've got to be prepared for, for anything. Um, and I asked you during, right before you came on, what, what you thought was like, you know, what you want to start out of the gate with. And, and you said, and this is on my mind too, Obama poking the bear, Russia being poked. Let's talk about that. What do you see taking place? It's, it's such a multi-faceted problem too, Doug. Uh, of course his, his, his threats, were concerning uh, his accusations that Russia was interfering with the, the U.S. elections, uh, despite the fact that Julian Assange, the the founder in, uh, of, of WikiLeaks, the person that put the put the emails out there, had said that the emails came from a a, a, a person inside the DNC that's just disgusted with with everything that's going on inside the the Democratic Party. Um. The DNC hasn't, they haven't denied any of the claims that have been made by these released emails. Um, but, but anybody that dares report on them, you're, you're automatically labeled as fake news. You, you can't talk about these horrific, demonic, criminal nature of, of the things that are going on that are being talked about in these emails without being labeled a, 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 a conspiracy theorist. And now it's, it's fake news. Mm-hmm. And uh, these these emails they linked Podesta with satanic sex rituals stuff that's just we can't even talk about in in uh, in polite company uh, and and this is just regular stuff 
that, that these people are doing all the time. They proved that the mainstream media oversampled Democrats so that Hillary could continue to poll at five to ten points higher all the way through the campaign. So, so to me, that's fake news. If you're, if you're purposely, uh, rigging the polls to make your candidate look like they're doing better and to make the other candidate look like the underdog, yep. that's fake news. Absolutely. They revealed, they revealed the frequency that, that Bill and Hillary were visiting the convicted child molester Jeffrey Epstein's Orgy Island. And, and this is a place where it's it's widely known among the rich and famous, and that's that's where you can go to have sex with minors. This is just disgusting. Mm-hmm. And 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 once again, anybody who dared talk about it, they're they're labeled as fake news. You know, the old saying is, "Don't shoot the messenger." You know, Doug, if you're if you're caught leaving a hotel room with another woman, and somebody texts a picture of that to your wife. You can't blame the Russians. You can't blame the alt-right media. You can't blame Julia Assange. Uh, if your marriage blows up, you're the only one that's to blame for that. Right. That's a good, that's now, a good analogy. Hey, hey, yeah. when that happens, but it, no, I'm kidding, but no, that's a very good analogy. It's, it's, yeah, you, um, you're exactly right. Um, and, and all of this, this net, and what concerns me, and we had talked about this in the, in the uh, previous segment, is this net, I believe, that encompasses fake news is growing larger and, and growing more. Uh, the holes are, are, are being filled. The, the gaps in the net are being uh, sewn up tighter to include a lot more topics, including but not limited, which are, which you're referencing here. Um, and, and yes, yes. Uh, yeah, well, go on, go on. You were you were hitting a good stride and, there. And you know, and I'm no Putin file, but Obama, he's he's literally poking the bear. And uh, Ted Koppel, who you know, for, because anytime we start talking about this type of thing about uh, cyber attacks and cyber espionage and things like that, you know, oh, well, that's that's crazy talk and that's that's fake news talk right there. Uh, but this was Ted Koppel. Uh, one of the less poster children, he wrote a book called Lights Out, yep. and it focuses on the U.S. Uh, infrastructure's vulnerability to cyber attack. And he claims in his book that the Russians are already inside U.S. SCADA systems. Uh, and SCADA systems, of course, are the computer that, that control uh, grid electricity, gas pipelines, uh, Telecommunications, things of that nature, and and at a time of their choosing, they could turn our lights out without an EMP. In other words, just by putting inserting malicious code—is that what you're saying? It's or? already there. It's okay. just sitting there dormant. Okay, so, so Mark, why haven't they done that yet? Well, I don't think they want a war. Is at least not as bad as Obama does. Mm. But. Because I think that, you know, well, a war would probably give him a, the, the reason to say, well, I'm not leaving office. Uh, if there were a war going on. But, but then there's also this thing, and we're seeing it from, from the snowflakes that are protesting Trump. Um, we've seen them out in Oregon. We've seen them in, in DC today. They were all over the place. 
uh, protesting Trump, saying that that it's an illegitimate uh, election and they don't accept the results. You know, we've had to deal with Obama for for eight years, and and we all accepted it like mature uh, members of society as much as we hated. As much as we knew those eight years were going to absolutely destroy this country and what we've been given after these, these eight years is, uh, and not to say that Bush did so much better job, but we've been given this tattered piece of paper that no more resembles the, the, uh, the constitution than, than it does the morning news. And, and, and it's just our, our entire country's in shambles now. And, but, you know, we said, okay, he, he won the election and, and we have to accept it, but they don't. Interesting. And, yeah. Okay. And, and the mindset that you're seeing here with these protests, and I believe with, with Obama threatening, making these types of threats to a nuclear superpower that's already in our, our SCADA systems. Is I think it's that mindset of of imagine playing Monopoly with a two year old. This as soon as that two year old sees that there's no chance of them women winning, what do they do? They flip the board over. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> and it's this mindset that says if we can't have America, if we can't have America the way we want it, if we can't continue our socialist progress to the left, then nobody can have it. And we'll flip the board over, and we don't care what happens. Interesting. And I think that's what we're seeing. And I think that's I I think that's the motivation behind Obama's uh, threats. He's never said anything like this. We've heard stuff like this out of Joe Biden, but you know, he's a kook. He's a complete <laughs> kook. I, yeah. In 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 France now and this is where we're headed so this isn't a complete rabbit trail because this is this is this is our future but in France they had a commercial that showed um adult ch- adults with with down syndrome living these sort of normal lives you know and it's and and the whole thing was you know what what can they do and they said well they can make their mother smile they can laugh they can be happy you know, and it, it shows these Down syndrome people with a quality of life. And they said, well, you can't air that because you're going to make mothers that aborted their children because they were going to have Down syndrome. Uh, you're going to make them you're going to make them feel bad. And it's okay. this this leftist snowflake mentality. It's like you murdered these children and you're worried about the mother's going to feel bad. And, and that's that's the bizarro world where we were living in. We're not in Kansas anymore, but to the the point of that is that you know what what can they do? Well, evidently you can become vice president of the United States. Look at look at Biden. Yeah, prefer not to, but okay. Yeah, I, no, you're you're right. And to speak about that snowflake mentality that's uh, pervasive everywhere, including uh, France. You know, this Washington poster. I don't know where you saw this. Uh, uh, it was, I think it was in yesterday's it was yesterday's editorial uh, by Thomas Williams citing this uh, Ruth Everhart, who said that uh, well, as a rape victim, uh, uh, the statue, the um, the presence of the statue of the Virgin Mary offended her or hurt her because she's a rape victim, and of course. Uh, 
well, I'll, I'll, the article was titled, Our Culture of Purity Celebrates the Virgin Mary as a Rape Victim That Hurts Me, According to This Woman. And, and to read this article, it's difficult to even read it because, you're, uh, I mean, I was thinking, what is wrong with the, this woman? And what is, I mean, seriously, what is, there's got to be, to me, in my personal opinion, there's something seriously wrong with this woman. Um Number one and number two, this mentality that you're speaking of is extremely pervasive, and it's uh, we're exporting it, we're also importing it, but it's just it's it's global and it's it's insane, uh, and, you know. And even with the uh, complaining at the uh, various locations, well, in D.C. and of course we had it in Pennsylvania, uh, here in our state capital by the snowflakes, you know, with the electoral vote for Trump, it's just it's incredible. So. Yeah, it, to me, this is just, it, it's absolutely it, incredible. By the way, folks, we're talking uh, with Mark Goodwin, first-time guest, but he's a, a fantastic, a very prolific writer. you got to check his website out. It's PrepperRecon.com. That's PrepperRecon.com. And, and you know, he Mark has, folks, take advantage of this. When you go to PrepperRecon.com, Mark has something very special for you, and I think this is a very valuable tool. This is free to you. Free. Take advantage of this. Uh, Mark has written a seven-step survival plan that's available in PDF form to anyone who wants it. And take it. It's valuable to you. Go to Prepper Recon. That's P-R-E-P-P-E-R Recon, R-E-C-O-N dot com. And, and right up, right at the, uh, in the masthead, right at the header there. You'll see it. You, you can see the seven-step survival plan. It's free to you. It's free. It's free. So take advantage of it. Take advantage of his expertise. Uh, but anyway, getting back to the getting back to the issues of today. Well, you saw the news about uh, the. Uh, I'm sure you did about the Russian uh, or the Russian ambassador being shot in Ankara, Turkey, uh, by the uh, well, by, by, by the Turkish uh, security detail guy. What was that about? How does that fit into things? I, I think it's just. I think it's a. He was. I think it was an off-duty police officer. I'm, I'm sure that the, the story will change several times over the next few days. But it it sounds to me like you know, of course, um, Turkey and, and Russia weren't on such great um, terms after right. after Turkey shot down the the Russian jet. And of course, uh, Putin said, "We'll be if that something like that happens again, we'll be speaking of Turkey in the past tense." And ever since then, Erdogan's been sort of Putin's little puppet. And and I don't know if that's sitting so well with the Turkish populace, you know, and, and we're seeing we're seeing the populaces rise up and, and say no to globalism, no to to uh, these governments that just want to impose their own beliefs on the rest of the populace. And, and, and I think that's I think that's what we're seeing there. If, if we can go real, real quickly back to what we we're talking yes, about. Yes, go ahead, sir. With yeah. Russia being in the, in the SCADA systems. And, and then, and I really appreciate you, uh, telling the folks about the seven step survival plan. And that's just something I want, I want folks to get out there to get and I want them to, to read it. It just breaks it down into, uh, little bite sized bits that you can, um, that you can follow a, a plan. Because when you first get into prepping, it's overwhelming. But, but Doug, you gotta think about, the Russians being in the SCADA systems. This isn't, we turn off your electricity and we'll, we'll re- reboot it in 24 to 48 hours. No, this is months, uh, p- potentially years 
with no grocery stores, no electricity, no ATMs, no gas pumps, no banking. No banking means no money. Uh, within 24 to 48 hours, law enforcement are forced to walk off the job. They've got to go take care of their own families. Now, once that thin blue line that stands between civilized folks and the monsters, once that line's gone, all bets are off, and you are absolutely on your own. So if you don't have a plan, this is the time to get one, because this is what we're looking at, and we've got a president sitting in the Oval Office right now making threats to to a country that's very well prepared to to make that that nightmare a reality for us and and things will get really bad really fast and this isn't a new threat so um hmm. you know once again if you don't have a plan this is this is the time to start putting one in place is okay um and i think i'd be remiss not to ask you how did we allow russia into our SCADA systems to begin with was it just was it in, I almost believe we can't be that stupid, so there's got to be some level of, of, uh, frankly, conspiracy or some sort of collusion. Uh, how'd that happen? Uh, I, yeah, go ahead. You know, I'm torn. I, I'm, I'm, I'm always torn on that one. Is it, is it stupidity or is it, or is it planned? You know, mm-hmm. and, and that's the million dollar question every single time. You know, 9-11, um, everything else, it's just, it, was it was it planned or are we that stupid? You know, and and I don't know. And and uh, I think you can make a really good pitch for for either side of that coin because there's some really evil people. And then and then Doug, there's the other side of it is you know maybe if you think we're not smart enough to you don't think that we have leaders smart enough to devise these types of wicked plans. There's spiritual powers behind all of that. Sure. And. And, and they influence people and, and it doesn't necessarily have to be some genius that's smart enough to put this all together, but it could be some spiritual force that's been patient enough to well, put it all into play. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Obviously, we, we look at all of the news through the prism of, uh, of scripture as well. And I think that, uh, we're, we're, we're uh, you know, 2016 has been a year like no other in my view. It's been a year of revelation. It's been a year of, um, uh, really a manifestation, I believe, of the spiritual in the, in the physical. And perhaps, well, 2016 is not over yet. So, um, in a very, very great comment, by the way, observation about that. Um, all right. Well, we still, okay. So we've got this overbearing issue with Russia uh, right now and uh, Obama and Obama blaming or, or not just Obama but Russia being blamed for quote interference in our elections which is still kind of just like a bad smell that hangs in the air um, how does that fit into all of this in your estimation what, what do you think about that it's, it's, it's hard to say because you know Hillary jumped from if she first she blamed the you know after after Comey issued the, the the second investigation in October she she blamed the election results on 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 Comey and then she blamed it on 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 Huma and she she told her that it was her fault for for not keeping those those emails 
uh, tightened down. And then, and then it was the Russians and then it's the fake news. It's just, they're just clawing to try to find a boogeyman. But it goes back to my, my point that I made earlier. If you're cheating on your wife and you get caught, you can't blame anybody but yourself because none of this is, none of this is, 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 is whipped up propaganda. It's all true stuff that the reason she didn't, the reason she didn't get elected may be because it all came out. And regardless of whose fault it is that it came out, it's, it's her fault. It's the, the mainstream media that her campaign colluded with. It's, uh, it's her campaign manager, Podesta. Uh, it's their fault. It's their fault for their behavior. Right. It's her fault for going to, to, uh, Epstein's Island. You, if you're, you, you should not associate with people like that. Oh, period. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're a, a bag boy at the grocery store. But if you've got political ambitions, you've got to be an idiot <laughs> to hang around with, with, with convicted child molesters. Of course. Because you have to know that stuff's going to come out on you. Yeah, and we, we've, we just had, we had Brittany Pettibone on in the segment before, uh, you came on and we were talking about that very issue about Pizzagate and about, uh, well, what's, what it, what is termed as Pizzagate. And of course, uh, just everything that's, that's coming out about these, these perverts and, and power. And, uh, uh, you know, as you said, it, you, you can't, sh- well, they are shooting the messengers, they're shooting at the messengers, they're trying to, Shut us up and shut us down collectively and individually. Um, it, it's not a good situation at the moment, and, and I think to, to a degree they've lost some control. But getting back to Obama here, they, because today with the electoral college vote uh, confirming uh, Trump as the next or the forty-fifth president, Obama is going to hang around D.C. for a while, it seems, and uh, that's kind of unusual. I just I don't really have a great feeling about that and some say it's to so he can be a part of or superintend the shadow government uh, or have some level of continued influence in D.C. But here we are 32 days out from a uh, you know from the passing of Trump getting into the White House in the context of Russia Obama poking at Russia in the next 32 days can anything happen? Are you worried about anything happening here in the next 32 days or however long it is between now and the inauguration? I think it's a time to be hyper aware. Um, I had a, a guest on the Prepper Recon podcast recently, Dr. Peter Pry. Oh, yes. He, he was a, he was the nuclear strategist for the CIA for many, many years. And he's been the head of the congressional EMP commission, and, and that's right, it's congressional commission. So, so even though everybody thinks it's a conspiracy theory and something that could never happen, your government believes it's enough of a threat to put together a, a commission to study the effects and, and what would happen were there to be an EMP launched, which Russia also has the new, the, the means to, to, uh, Hit us with an EMP by way of a high altitude detonated uh, nuclear device as well as well as a cyber attack. So they have multiple ways that they could hit us if if Obama was uh, was successful in starting a war. Mm. I'm hoping that the cooler heads are going to prevail there. I'm hoping that perhaps Trump is already 
um, speaking with them to try to assure them that nothing like that's going to happen and that if something is, does happen, that, that he'll do everything that he can to to rectify the situation uh, on the 20th. Right. So... Yeah, and that, that that concerns me, but I do I do feel that there is some uh, dialogue already in place. Well, we know that there's that Trump has reached out to some world leaders, and I, I do have to believe that. Uh, 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 obviously, one's been Putin. I, I do believe, uh, but, but okay, yeah, this and as we were talking before the show, folks, uh, uh, this is not the time, in in my view, and I know Mark shares this view. This is not the time just to sit, sit and relax because we are facing it. Folks, I'm telling you, the battle is just starting. It may seem like, oh, we've won a great victory. And of course, I don't believe that to be the case in terms of the bigger picture. So we have to prepare for, we have to expect the unexpected and prepare for that as well. Our guest is Mark Goodwin, his website. PrepperRecon.com. That's PrepperRecon.com. Take advantage of, of his free PDF file for the seven uh, steps for survival. And also, check out his books. Check out all of he whatever he's got, everything he's got at PrepperRecon.com. We're right back in three minutes. Stay with us. Folks, to this edition of the Hagman and Hagman Reporter, special guest right now is Mark Goodwin. His website, PrepperRecon.com. Take advantage of the special offer he's got on top of his website. It's a free PDF. Uh, it's fantastic, actually. It's 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 a great work, and it's free to you, and free to everyone, and it's uh, uh, it's preparing yourself. The seven step survival plan uh, that helps you prepare for what's coming. And we all know something is coming. I, I, I truly believe that we're in a most dangerous time in history. Before we get back to Mr. Goodwin, and we're so proud to be able to, to, to feature him, and I want to thank John for setting this up. Uh, before we get back to Mr. Goodwin, I just want to mention that uh, Precious Timber. Have you gone to PreciousTimber.com lately? If you are an investor looking for long-term investments, uh, you've got a lot of possibilities with PreciousTimber.com. Alex Wilson, the owner, he's a Christian business owner. He's got a fantastic business. If you are an accredited, accredited investor looking to make long-term investments, visit PreciousTimber.com. Also, ProfitsInCoconuts.com. The first time I saw it, I kind of chuckled, Profits and Coconuts. I thought of Gilligan's Island, for crying out loud. But believe it or not, coconuts, the worldwide demand is making coconuts one of the highest yield uh, cash crops. And wealthy individuals, Coke, Pepsi, a lot of big businesses, high network individuals are investing and have invested in coconuts as a growth investment for long-term income. And Alex Wilson is doing a lot of other things with preppers in the prepper community. And uh, folks, 
there are so many great things on the horizon associated with Precious Timber. You just won't believe it. Visit PreciousTimber.com and take a look at what they have to offer, including ProfitsInCoconuts.com. 15% per year potential average, uh, 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 profit. It's, it's an amazing, it's a triple bottom line opportunity which generates a measurable, beneficial, social, environmental impact alongside a very attractive financial return. And again, upwards of 15%. And they could last for up to 60 long years or more. Uh, help them create jobs and educate children, protect their planet by growing coconuts. In fact, in this case, on prime farmland, coast to the tropical co- Costa Rican border. A qualified accredited investors should go to ProfitsInCoconuts.com or dial 855 888 6288 for more information or just simply visit profitsandcoconuts.com or preciousTimber.com. You're going to be hearing more about this later and uh, it's it's exciting. Meanwhile, getting back to Bob Goodwin, again, his website prepperrecon.com. Uh, prolific author, many books. He, he's an, I, I look at him as uh, he's the kind of guy I turn to when I've got questions about anything prepper related, hence well, hence the name, PrepperRecon.com. But uh, uh, where do you want to go from here, Mark? Because you are such a, I mean, you've got so much information, and you are such a, so well-respected. Um, and by the way, your podcast, folks, his podcast on that website, you've got to listen to some of the, all of them, actually, but what a wealth of information and what a, what a lot of great programs you you have had. And I want to thank you for making those available to people. Um uh, as well, but uh, where do you want to go from here? Because I think there's so much, so much facing us right now: the EMP threat, the potential having having an enemy within the SCADA systems. You've got Obama continually poking the bear. I don't think he's going to go away, or at least not his policies, or perhaps not in time. I mean, it seems like we're we're fighting a 360 degree war here, uh, all of us. Uh, so where, where do we go from here in terms of uh, conversation that you think you, is important? You touched on Obama and the likelihood that he's that he's pushing for a shadow government that's going to be yes. trying to undermine Trump, and we're we're already seeing that, and we're seeing the same players, Bill Gates, George Soros, they're the ones that are funding the the Facebook group that's going to be in charge. They're going to be the fake news czars, if if you will, and so this is being done through the corporations. the The bill that that passed in the House for the the Russian propaganda bill, yes, the, the lobbyists for that are funded by Google. So these these are the same people. These are the same government. Uh, these are the same. Uh, uh, global government government uh, pushers that we've always we've always heard from, and it's the same the same people, and they're they're doubling down on their efforts, and that's why I say that it's not time for us to to bask in victory, but for us to uh, to gear up and to to borrow a, a, a term from James Wesley Rawls, it's time to team up, train up, stock up, and and, and get ready. Oh, indeed. And yeah. The prep, the Prepper Recon podcast, I think it was last week, was removed from Google Play. <laughs> so, uh, sites like Drudge and 
and, and Breitbart and the Hagman Report and InfoWars, um, all of these sites are going to be blackballed from Twitter and fascist book and, and they're not going to come up in a Google search. So the only way folks are going to be able to find them is, is via direct navigation. So this is the time to be sharing this stuff with your friends and with your family. So because, because now it's available and we don't know how much longer that's going to be because this Russian propaganda bill that's already through the house. Uh, and, and I'm sure that Obama's going to have no problem, uh, signing it. In fact, it, that was, that was part of his speech was, was, uh, the domestic propagandist and, and, and the Russians right. that, that have influenced the, the elections. So, and, and then these protests. Another thing that they've shown us is that 50% of America still wants a socialist leader like Hillary or Bernie. And, and if you've been paying attention to Venezuela, we're seeing the end game of those policies. Maduro, I, I think it was this week, banned the 100 Bolivar currency note, and there was no new currency printed to take its place. So these people that are already living on a knife edge, they're already starving to death, and now they have no functioning currency whatsoever in their country. And these people are now at the point there one of my listeners um, that, that sends me a lot of good stuff sent me a, a piece from uh, from from Yahoo News uh, Robert Amy sends me great stuff all the time and I, I really appreciate the, the listeners that send me articles and there were people giving away their children to anybody that could feed them uh. And this is Yahoo News. This isn't uh, this isn't some conspiracy site. Once again, this is all mainstream stuff. It's just that people don't put the pieces together, and and uh, and it's it's hard for them to believe. And because once again, you know, we're not in Kansas anymore. We're we're just we're in a complete bizarre world. And so for years we've been watching Venezuela meltdown. Two years ago in Venezuela, Venezuela, we were. We were watching people stand in line for hours to get a day or two's worth of food for their family. That's right. And then, and I guess it was about a year ago, essentials were completely drying up. And we were watching reports of people hijacking food trucks. And I remember one of the pictures, and I think it was, uh, it was either a Reuters or an AP photo of, uh, of some villagers that were looting a food truck. Everybody was running around, running away from the truck with a 20-pound bag of rice slung over their shoulder. These people had the biggest smile on their faces because they they were going to eat that night. They were going to eat the next day with that 20-pound bag of rice, and they're going to be able to feed their children. And their their children aren't going to be asking them if they were going to eat that. And they risk their lives for a 20-pound bag of rice. Now. You and me, Doug, we can go to Walmart right now and we can buy that exact same bag that those people risk being shot with an AK-47 for for $7. And white rice, it'll keep for 20 years. It's the cheapest insurance you could ever buy. You can buy a bucket and a lid from Home Depot for another 5 bucks. stick your rice in there, pop that lid on there, and, and leave it there until you need it. 
and right. and that's going to keep the critters out just by putting in that 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 uh, that bucket with a, a sealed lid, and uh, you know, yeah. and I talk about all this stuff in the in the seven step survival plan. You know, step one, I I start out, I say body, mind, and soul. You know, because you're your number one survival tool is you every right. year. You know, we're watching we're watching the the snowstorms again in the north. It, just like we do every year, we're going to hear about people that are healing over from heart attacks from shoveling the snow out of their driveway oh, because yeah. they've been sitting they've been sitting on the couch all year since last winter when they they shoveled the driveway last year, eating potato chips, drinking soda, watching Oprah, and 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 eating duck nuts. Yep. And you, you're not going to survive like that. You, you've got to be able to get out of your own way. You know, um, I like and so that. yeah, that's right. important. You get, get out of and your then, own way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. It, and it's body, mind, and soul. So your your mind. You got to keep your mind sharp. You know, don't always go buy something brand new, even if you've got the you've got the means to just go do it. You know, try fixing stuff once in a while, just to just to develop your skills, because you can go to YouTube and, and learn how to do just about anything. Yep. And once you get those skills in your brain, they're there forever. Nobody can steal those from you. You can't misplace them. They're always there. And then soul, you know, it, let's say you've, let's say you've got 20 years worth of food and you've got, you've got this, this, uh, hardened bunker and, and you've got all the guns and ammo you'd ever need. Sooner or later, that stuff's not going to work out. And, 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 uh, doctors say that 10 out of 10 people still die eventually. <laughs> and on that day, you're going to stand before your maker mm-hmm. and you need to have in mind what you're going to tell him, you know, what did you do? And when he asks you, you know, what did you do with the blood of my son? Did you accept that free gift for your sins? You know, because it's not a balancing scale. You're not going to get up there. There's no, there's no scale of, I did this much good and this much bad and the good outweighs the bad. That's not how it works, folks. The, 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 the standard for getting into heaven is perfection. Now, if you've fallen short of that, as I have, then you need the blood of Christ, and that's the only way you're going to get into heaven. And you need that forgiveness, and you need that covering, and that's the only way that happens. So you have to prepare for that. If you're not preparing for that, none of this other stuff really matters. That's right. And, 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 the, the, next, said. Yes. and the next thing I talk about is budgeting. One of the first things folks do when they first wake up to the need to prepare is they freak out and because it's overwhelming. It's just too much and they can't do it all. And that's why I put the seven step survival plan together. Right. And then the second thing they do is they get their credit card and they go to the outdoor world, whatever it happens to be, Bass Pro or Cabela's or whatever. And they rack up five, 10 grand on guns and ammo and storable food and and flashlights and batteries and all of this stuff. And what they do is they create their own personal financial crisis when True. when one's not one isn't coming for maybe another ten or twenty years. And and so they create their own crisis by failing to plan and failing to do things on a budget. And, and so I talk a lot about that about ways that you can get by. Uh, I'm very blessed. I, I married a couponer. <laughs> And she, and, and we were first starting out, we were on a shoestring budget and she was able to build up a six month food storage for us 
uh, on our regular grocery budget just by couponing, just by watching for buy one, get one free deals right. and using store coupons and manufacturer coupons because most, most, most stores will let you stack a store coupon and a manufacturer coupon on a discounted item that's already on sale in the store and you can get stuff for almost free. That's right. And, uh, and so there's, there's lots of, of ways that you can do that. You don't have to break the bank to get prepared because that's, that's the excuse all the time. A lot of folks either, they say, well, I just, I can't afford to do it. And yeah. it's like, you can't, you can't afford not to. Exactly. And I'm glad you mentioned that because my, my wife is the same way. In fact, she's got a file. Uh, it's, it's kind of like a banker's box, but, uh, all these coupons. And, and I, I watched something so amazing. The last time I went shopping with her, I watched this amazing process of her getting um, a couple of jars of, uh, Spaghetti, spaghetti sauce. I, I think they were like three ninety nine a piece. But she got it for like uh, ninety nine cents, and I don't know how she did. I mean, she had a coupon here, and so I mean, it was just an amazing thing. So, yes, we have to be uh, we have to be budget minded, and I think that that's so we can we because you're exactly right. Back to the uh, rice situation in Venezuela. Um, hey, it's better to to use coupons and, and go out today with uh, you know not under threat. Of AK-47 fire and uh, stock up as opposed to you know waiting until the last minute or not having it at all. You're exactly right, and you you approach this again a measured approach, folks, to what we're dealing with here. Um, let me back up though. You said something here, and it caught my attention. I wrote it down. I, I wanted to ask you about this. You were talking about one of your uh, one of your podcasts being taken off, taken off of uh, the indexing service of. of of the search engines, right? That's what you said, correct? Basically, no, no. It's Google Play. It's uh, okay. it's it's basically it's sort of an i it's sort of it's Google's version of iTunes, okay. and and so they'll they'll put your podcast up just like iTunes or Stitcher or somebody else. It's another uh, okay. syndication. You will, Mark. Is there any way? And uh, we we were talking about this today in studio. Uh, before airtime, because we're noticing this take place. The, the censorship is, is becoming outrageously oppressive and it's in your face. It's overt. I mean, no one's trying to hide this anymore. So are there workarounds that you can see that you would recommend for that or that you can implement and would recommend other independent media to, to implement? As long as we're you know, as long as we're we're free to put our information on the internet, it, and that's you know until until something like the the Russian propaganda bill right. says that that the Hagman report's got to come down, and they just they just block you from the internet altogether. They tell the internet service providers like they do in China. They say, you can't, you know, you have to block all of these sites. You can't, people can't access these sites. And so that's very easy to do because they do it in China all the time. And and once that law is there, then there's not really a workaround for it. Um, for now, as far as a discoverability, what do we do? We, we, we work together. We do exactly what we're doing right now. Okay. Doug is, you know... You have me on your show, and then I, I'd like to have you on the Prepper Recon podcast sometime and get some cross pollination going, and so that that we're sharing audiences and 
and hopefully your listeners are, are, are telling folks about your show and my listeners are telling folks about uh, my show and your show and, and they're out there face to face sharing this stuff the way that we used to do it before right. Twitter, before Facebook, before email uh, and, and, and getting the information out there so that when it's gone, we'll know what's gone because at this point, you know, and I think we're hitting that tip, that tipping point to where, uh, the mainstream media is losing their credibility because, because of what they did with the polling and because of the way that, that they were so anti-Trump and they had everybody convinced that there was no way he was ever going to win. Right. And, and I, I think that they're losing credibility and they're losing it fast, but they're going to hang on to it with, with everything they've got. And, and this is not conspiracy talk. This is just the stuff that we're watching in the headlines right now. And, and I think this all just, I think it's all just progressing towards that eventual one world government that we read about in the book of Revelations, that we read about in the book of Daniel. And, and, and that's where we're headed. And, and that's, it's just, it's such great material that most of, most of my fiction that I write, that's, that's, that's the inspiration for it is just, just the news. And, you know, particularly I, uh, one of my, one of my series is called the days of Noah. Yes. And it's, it, it covers, it just looks at how modern day conspiracies just blend so seamlessly into end time prophecy. And there's just, you know, there's very little light in between the headlines and end time prophecy. It's just, it's just, uh, meshes together perfectly. And, and it's just, uh, it's undeniable. So it's, uh, well, you know what, Mark, you got me thinking, and, and I, and I apologize for kind of going back or, um, kind of giving this kind of the shotgun approach, but you mentioned the, that Russia propaganda bill. I'm rethinking this now because of what you said. You know, I knew it was there. I, I've, I've read the, the bill that I think it's, uh, Title Five of the, I could be wrong, Title Five of, of, of the bill. Anyway, the, the fact is, you're right, they could flip a switch and, 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 and make us just shut us off. And we would essentially have no recourse. Um, I, I, you know, I'm not even sure what my question is, except to say, do you see, Mark, um, when you and I are no longer on, I mean, what would, what would it take? Wouldn't it take an event to, to make that happen? Or wouldn't it take something more than an arbitrary decision by the DC power brokers to, to make this happen? Or, or not? Or, I mean, and what would the people do who depend upon programs like yours and ours and even Infowars or, or whatever, wherever they're getting their information from? Wouldn't there be a revolt? Or by that time, do you think it would be pretty much game over, game set and match? I think that there's a plan in place, and I think that you you touched on it when you talked about uh, Obama and the, and the shadow government. And then yeah. another thing we've got to think about: we've got a really um, sort of a temporary enthusiasm and our expectations about what Trump's going to be able to do with a twenty trillion dollar debt if he is able to to uh, reenergize the the economy and, and sort of get things going again. We've got to remember. During Obama's administration, not only did he double the debt from 10 trillion to 20 trillion, he also took the M2 money supply 
from seven trillion in 2008 to it'll be nearly 14 trillion by the time he leaves office. So he's doubled the money supply. Now, when that's inflation, and and despite what the Keynesian economists will tell you, uh, uh, they'll tell you that inflation is price inflation. But that's just a inflation is an inflation of the money supply, and that's what causes price inflation. And we're going to see it. And and as confidence starts coming back into markets. We're going to see all of this money that's been sitting on the sidelines flowing back into markets. And when that happens, prices for everything from cars to houses to any all commodities are, are going to go up. They're going to soar. So, you know, there's a limit to what Trump can do. And if this thing blows up on his watch, and I don't see how it won't, <laughs> if he gets eight years, there's there's a very, very slim chance that the economy – in the debt bubble and the bond bubble and the derivatives bubble and, and all of this stuff doesn't blow up on his watch. It's just, it's a, it's a very, very slim possibility. Now, once he's blamed for that, that's it. That's the end of Republicans. Mm. They'll, they'll bring in the next wave of, of Reeds and Pelosi's and, 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 and Clinton's and, and, uh, Soros and his boys will be able to, to step in, take the reins, shut down uh, Prepper Recon, shut down InfoWar, shut right. down uh, SGT Report, yep. and 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 the Hagman Report, and yep. everything else out there, and and nobody will say a word. You're right. Because I tell you what, we, you know, as as much as I'm 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 not a fan of the snowflakes. You know what? They're out there in the street speaking their mind, and and I don't know if it's a if it was a compliment that we were so mature that we accepted uh, Obama when he was elected, or if it's a uh, a statement of our laziness that we said nothing, and and I'm not so sure the the, the right will get out there and protest and riot in the street and and demand their rights. So you, um, you know what 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 in the world would take it? And we we only have about two minutes left. To, uh, of your appearance, and, and I thank you so much for coming on. But what in the heck would it take, seriously, for the conservative right, Christian right? What would it take to get them mobilized? I mean, it, it, if if Obama didn't do it, what would? Doug, I I don't know. There's if you if you do the math, abortion is currently killing three thousand two hundred and eighty-eight American citizens per day. That's more than the, that's more than 9/11, the uh, the Dallas attacks, the San Bernardino shooting, yep. um, the 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 Orlando nightclub shooting. It's more than all of those things put together, and that's every single day. And and my wife and I, we just moved to a new area, and we've went to church after church after church, and we can't find a. We can't find a pastor that's willing to stand up and say, you've got to vote to put an end to abortion. It's crazy. You know? So, so I don't know what it would take. I, I think that, uh, I, I don't know. And, 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 and I hope folks aren't thinking that, that, that Trump's going to be able to spare us from the judgment that's due this nation for the, Innocent blood that's just literally flowing in the streets of America right now because that's of right. these these three thousand two hundred and eighty eight children that are murdered in abortion mills 
around this country every single day. Wow. Mark Goodwin from PrepperRecon.com. Articulate, knowledgeable, a resource. Folks that you want to bookmark his website, PrepperRecon.com. Listen to his podcast and uh, give him a shout out. Thank him for appearing with us, his gracious gift of time. Mark, thank you so very much for coming on with us and, and sharing your expertise, your knowledge, and your analysis. I think... Uh, I just hope to have you on again and uh, more conversation, more analysis. Thank you, sir. Thank you for having me. All right. Folks, we're going to be right back. Uh, Mark Mark Goodwin, I mean, what an incredible man, a man of integrity, character, a Christian man, solid information. PrepperRecon.com. That's PrepperRecon.com. Again, I want to thank John. John Robertson, thank you so very much for setting that interview up. Folks, going to be right back. Give us three minutes. Stay right where you're at. Welcome back, folks, to this edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report. You know, um, Today, what, what, a, what an incredible news day. It's, it's obviously a Monday. Uh, the Electoral College, uh, uh, put the final touches, of course, the vote, uh, put Donald Trump in. Lady, the studio dog, if you can hear her in my office, uh, a little upset that she can't, uh, uh, come out here. Uh, could you hear her? I mean, she's, uh, we took some photographs yesterday and, and the day before. It's, it's kind of fun having her in the office and part of the operation. Um, Dog with a blog. I think we're going to do that, right? But, but folks, uh, yeah, a, a big news day. And we had, uh, we, so far this broadcast, we talked about censorship and the encroachment, the, the incremental and then the fast, faster paced, uh, agenda of censorship. We've talked about all of the, not all, but the, the news with, with Trump, uh, being, um, voted in office in the Electoral College. And it was interesting because I did watch that on C-SPAN, the entire proceedings or most of it. And it's interesting to watch the, I don't think that the emphasis was placed before. For example, four years ago, eight years ago, 12 years ago, since C-SPAN was on the air, um, Never before was the emphasis placed so much on the electoral vote, but nonetheless, today, yes, it was. And you had your your whiners and complainers at, at the various state houses. It was rather interesting to see. But that said, that hurdle has been passed, as predicted. Obviously, it would be. The faithless electors really did not make any difference, except embarrass Hillary Clinton further. And that's I truly believe that that's a testament, folks, toward. Uh, uh, the will of the people, not necessarily the uh, the will of the powerful. Now that's interesting in and of itself. And our guest uh, this hour is Lucinda Bailey. We asked Lucinda Bailey to come on. Now some of you might know her as the Seed Lady, but that's not the hat she's wearing. The only hat she's wearing tonight. So we're going to be talking about specific events. You know, there's there's. Everyone is saying, and you've heard even on this program, oh, we've been given a reprieve by Donald Trump, for example, with his, with his, uh, uh, win. We have a reprieve. And everyone's kind of laying back a little bit, kind of settling back saying, 
That was close. We dodged a bullet. Man, if I read that phrase one more time, we dodged a bullet. Perhaps. But, okay, where are we at? Let's, let's take a bigger, broader view of things. We still have the assassinations taking place, the assassination of the Russian ambassador in Turkey. What is that going to do? You worried about the implications from that? What about poking the Russian bear? What about the huge economic crisis that we face? And people will say, oh, well, you, know, you predicted the economic collapse in uh, 14, 15, and 16. It didn't happen. It doesn't mean it's not going to happen. And second of all, first of all, it does not mean it's not going to happen. And second of all, we didn't predict anything. The numbers show that we are on very rocky and treacherous ground. So anyone who doesn't believe that uh, there could be some trouble economically, I think, is living in a tree. Okay, and then of course you've got other factors take other other things taking place. You've got uh, uh, some domestic unrest brewing in many avenues. So all of this combined, yes, the reprieve politically there is such a thing, but not so much. And I wouldn't use I wouldn't squander the time we have been given, the gift of time we have been given. And that's why Listen to Bailey is here. Her website is TexasReady.net. That's TexasReady.net. But she's got she's involved in a number of other initiatives that you all need to know about. But when we're looking at again the, the headlines, we don't want to be caught unawares, nor do we want to be caught unprepared, nor do we want to be caught without the proper well as. As our, our previous guest, Mark Goodwin, said, body, mind, and soul, we have to be prepared. Now, we're going to be talking about preparations with with Linda. Uh, or Lucinda. Uh, Lucinda, first of all, welcome to the Hagman and Hagman Report. Thanks for joining us tonight, and uh, thank you for your gift of time that you're going to be giving us and our listeners. Oh, it's great to be back with your audience. Um, thanks again, uh, Doug, and uh, Merry Christmas to uh, all that are uh, listening tonight. Isn't it great? Merry Christmas. And, and folks, we understand, uh, of course, you know, the, the Merry Christmas, more symbolic in terms of saying it because of the, uh, the last eight years of, of, well, you can't say that because it's just not politically correct. Well, yes, we can. And we did. And we will. All right. Yes. Um, Lucinda, you've, uh, you've seen the news headlines of today and, and you're aware of what's going on and, um, my goodness, uh, do we have a reprieve? I guess let me ask you this. Are you feeling like, okay, everything is going to be okay, at least in the short term? Is that how you're feeling? Well, I certainly was encouraged that we do not have Hillary as president. And with the um, selections of some of the cabinet uh, posts and so forth, I'm I'm very encouraged. Um, I believe that there will be a strong and godly presence um, surrounding Trump. And I have heard that Mr. Trump... Um, along with his wife, have recently received the Lord as their Savior. And so we can only hope that we will be led by some godly leaders in the very near future. That being said, however, it doesn't uh, negate the responsibility that each of us have to um, protect the lives of our, our own families. Um, it says that he who does not take care of his family is worse than an infidel. Um, so who would ever want that as, mm. uh, you know, 
their identification, but that was something that Paul said um, to, for, uh, to his uh, protege, Timothy. Right. Um, right. So there are many places in the scripture where it says that we are supposed to take care of our own responsibilities. Takes uh, In Ephesians, it says that every man is to bear his own burden. But if we get into an overburden, then yes, the body of Christ would step in. But providing for our own food is absolutely something that is our own responsibility, at least uh, based on Genesis where God says, I've given you, not Monsanto or Conagra or Bayer, but I've given you the seed. He's kind of implying that the food production end is our responsibility. Right. And, and of course, we can delegate that if, if it looks good to Kroger's or HEB or, <laughs> you know, grocery, local grocery stores. But if they start, um, not providing nutrient dense foods or they're not providing, um, foods that, um, are pest, pesticide free, um, or they're continuing to provide GMO foods, then it might behoove us to say they have been faithless to us, and so therefore the reins of food production we're going to maintain and we're going to do it all out of our own backyard, which is entirely possible, and that is the good news. Yeah, you know, I, I and thank you for mentioning that. Uh, two, two things. Uh, number, well, number two uh, first is... Uh, I, I'm a terrible gardener. Okay, I have I have my little rose garden that I tend to. I'm like an old man, believe me. Okay, I'm like an old man. My me and my dog, and we tend to our little rose garden in the summer. But but you know, so I, I feel like I'm behind the eight ball with with gardening. Period. So I, I I need some help there, and and also some misconceptions you can help dispel. But even before that, the first thing, and I and I'd like you to address this. Um. The preparation aspect. Many people are, uh, you know, I'm not even going to go to the fear porn part of this because that to me is just a, a, a moot point and a, and, a, and really an ignorant, intellectually bankrupt argument. But having, uh, but but associated with that is, um, the different ways to be prepared and and the the fact that we can. We can we can do things ourselves um, for preparation, and one of them is of course is to buy freeze dried storable food. But there's also another way, and, and perhaps even a less expensive and, and a better way, and, and that's through uh, doing it ourselves, raising our own food. Is that kind of? I would definitely agree with that. Um, I think everybody ought to have some freeze dried or canned goods um, around as a backup plan. And my recommendation is at least six months and preferably a year um, because gardening um, may not be something that you can easily pick up in um, a very short period of time. Okay. Um, one of the things we've, we've found is we do not feel in good conscience that we can just hand a person a box of seeds, an ammo can of seeds, um, and say, you know, be blessed, everything's good. No, um, if you didn't take very good notes at the knee of your grandmother, like I didn't, then you're going to want to have a training manual. And that is something, well, since everybody doesn't, nobody brings books anymore, we're calling them training manuals because many of our clients, um, you know, come from a military background, and believe me, they had training manuals. But we have... Um, Several books. I've read 300 agriculture and gardening books just to narrow it down to the few that um, people like yourself would need to get. 
Um, you're certainly going to need just a good basic overview of what do the plants look like and so forth um, when they're, right. you know, right. at harvestable um, time. Um, and then um, how do you properly plant them and so forth. And so we have um, something called the Vegetable Gardener's Bible, which is almost a National Geographic version of what a garden in stages should look like, pictures being worth a thousand words. So, um, you know, we provide uh, with our kits. Um, if you get a four-person or above kit, then you're going to get one of these training manuals. If you get a six-person kit, we also give you a style of gardening called the Mitlighter Garden Course, which is very exact, and it's very predictable, and it has been uh, done um, for over 50 years in multiple um, geographic environments. So whatever you have in your backyard, you uh, can produce well um, early in your garden career. Um, and I could, I could even show you that um, this is our uh, two-person kit. Yep. This does not come with any book. Some people just have, you know, every book uh, known to uh, gardeners, so they don't need our additional training manuals. But if you have a four-person kit, you're going to get this vegetable garden Bible, which is um, it's an amazing book, just, by the way. It's, or a it's very. It's over 350 pages, so it's very good. And um, then the garden course that we recommend, this is an eight-year-old's garden, her first time she gardens. So if you follow the principles, you will have a productive garden. Um, and then we also have, when the kit gets bigger, we would have some other things like a general um, how to be a, a good homesteader or how to be Amish and be happy. These are skills that I didn't learn when I was growing up. Nor did so I. It, it pays. Yeah. And you're up in Amish country, Doug. Yeah, I know. Uh, that's right. Shame on uh, me. And then we also have a book called Seed to Seed, which um, you know you're going to need some. You're going to need to know as someone that's self-sufficient in the backyard. You're going to need to know how to start plants from seed, and the Mitlighter course has a whole chapter on that. You're going to need to know how to properly feed your plants as they're developing. And again, the Mitlighter course has a fantastic uh, chapter on that. And then seed saving. Now, that is a very technical set of skills. You can be the best gardener in the world, even graduate from Texas A&M, and you still perhaps would not have everything that you need about seed to, uh, gathering your seeds. Let me show you what that book looks like. <clears throat> Um, it is a whole book mm -hmm. just devoted to the art of properly saving your seeds. And, Again, and yeah, that, that, that's extremely important to have. And, and you know, folks, I, I, I was looking this past weekend. I was I was doing research, and I'm amazed at the number of wealthy individuals, including Hollywood people, who are turning to starting to do exactly what Lucinda is talking about here, um, it, which. If if the wealthy and especially if the government is is preparing in this fashion, and you've got wealthy people doing this, and celebrities even doing what what we're talking about here, um, it's a good idea maybe that uh, we should kind of do it as well, not because just because they're doing it, but because what do they know that's causing them to do it? And of course, the knowledge is important. What about listen to, before we go further? What about um, um, somebody who doesn't have the space, 
you know, have space constraints. How do you work around that? That is a little bit tough, but in a uh, quarter acre subdivision lot, which is the typical American um, subdivision mm-hmm. uh, size property, you can adequately feed a family of four using the methods that we teach. The Mint Lighter Garden, as a matter of fact, teaches you to garden three-dimensionally, so you're getting quite a bit of extra space because you're going up, not out. Instead of having your um, melons, for example, sprawl all over the um, the ground, they're directed straight up, and um, that just saves a, a, a total amount of space. Um, so that's one way. The second thing is if you were in a condo or an apartment, no, that is not going to be a good safe place to be if our economy, you know, totally crashes. So right now is the time to be developing extra relationships, maybe that uh, rich uncle or something. He's going to need some sleep and you're going to be the security force in the evening and maybe the gardener or something like that. And if, if someone came to my ranch, um, but they didn't bring um, a lot of good uh, tools or skills that I didn't need. I would really be directing them down the road. But if you if you come um, and you have a seed bank for six or twelve people, and those folks don't have any uh, ability to do any gardening, you're going to be welcomed in as part of the team, part of the family. So the person that lives in the condo, they can still be developing some skills and bring those skills um, to their team. Again, be working on those relationships right now. Don't don't, don't waste this uh, window of opportunity that we have. And, and that's, a, that's a great point because, first of all, none of us are going to be able to get through this by ourselves, whatever this is, whatever is coming. Um, and, and it doesn't matter. You just name any kind of event, and none of so we need others. We need a network of others to assist us. And once more... Just allow me to say that, that, you know, we can talk all day long about what is taking place out there. It doesn't take anyone. It doesn't take a rocket scientist or someone very, no, it doesn't take a, someone with a PhD in, in, um, in, uh, uh, geopolitics to understand, for example, that things are looking pretty bad here in terms of, of our imminent, uh, immediate future or, you know, that months down the road, a year down the road, economic collapse perhaps. So this is good. You know, when, and when I was looking at, uh, uh, when I was just thinking about my preparations, here I am talking to others about their preparations, and this, the, the fact that you've got, and, and I'm just going to touch on this, and, and feel free to comment on this, but of all the preparations that we had, one thing we didn't have were seeds. We did not you know, and the government puts away the seeds. They've got vaults, huge vaults, but we we didn't have any. Even if you don't plan to garden, Lucinda, why should someone have seeds in their prep pantry storage room? These are going to be great barter items. Um, there have been yeah. there have been periods of time in American history where seeds were worth more than gold. Uh, so. I don't believe that if there's an economic crash to the degree that we're um, anticipating that any person is going to be able to store up enough dehydrated food, freeze-dried food, MREs, etc. Um, each human being needs 1 million calories per year as an adult, 1 million calories. If you're a teenager, you're going to need more. 
That's annually. That equates to about 340 quart jars of food. So that's a lot of dehydrated and freeze-dried food to have been, you know, put away. Um, so we might as well be thinking that we're going to have to be food production manufacturing units. And that's a realistic way to look at things. During um, World War II, for example, um, 50% of the food that was grown agriculturally in the United States was done in the backyards by women and children. So it's not an impossible task or situation that's facing us. This is a doable deal. Overseas, I know, I, I was a missionary, and overseas, in most backyards, families are growing a substantial part of their diet. And that's something that um, we may find ourselves either wanting to do because we want better nutrition, we want more economical food, or because it's a necessity. Americans may have to do that. And so uh, having these seeds on hand is absolutely critical um, because if you if you wait until the uh, crisis comes, uh, then you and everybody else in your homeowners association will be fighting over the few packets of seed at the bottom of um, you know the Walmart rack. Well, that's of course assuming that it's not a season like Halloween or um, the the holiday period where they really don't even have seeds out there. So um, if the strategy is to wait till the event comes, that's that's really a faulty that's faulty logic. It wouldn't it be better um, to have uh, a seed bank in the pantry in the closet, um, even though you are, are saying I don't have enough time to to do the work of gardening now. It'd be worth getting your infrastructure, your raised beds in, your your um, watering system in. Get that stuff in or at least have the materials in the garage so that you could go forward with what's necessary to produce um, the calories that your family's going to need. And that's our recommendation to be, um, you know, safe in the food production area. Exactly. And, and maybe I'm going over uh, previous ground here, but I just want to make it a point because here we are. It's, it's a, a, a week out before Christmas. And I'm sure most people listening are strapped. They're saying, "Oh man, you know, I, I, I'm just, you know, they're 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 just strapped. They're like everyone else. I mean, we're all in this together." But one thing that I was looking at was return on to me return on investment number one and number two, um, the really the cost because you know it's not starting a garden is not that expensive. And if I want to grow, and this is another thing too. We all talk about the 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 uh, GMO foods and all the foods that we're you know we're getting uh, that that we eat. I don't want to eat that crud, and I don't certainly don't want to. My children or grandchildren eat that crud. So grow your own, and that's the that's the alternative. And you can do that through um, through seeds and the best seeds, Texas Ready. They're certified. What makes your seeds different? Uh, because I, I say this often when we talk about Texas Ready, but I want you to tell us what makes your seeds different than Walmart's or even other seed companies. All right, that is a great question. First of all, we have a container. Um, it's a U.S. ammo can, and it is rat-proof, insect-proof, and so forth, and it has a seal on it, so it's going to keep the proper amount of moisture out uh, in uh, and uh, then excess moisture out. Uh, so it's a very durable container. Uh, it'll last you a lifetime. 
Um, the second thing that we do is we buy very, very fresh seed. We do not have stockpiles of seed that we, you know, have from um, previous uh, years hanging over. We get fresh seed, and that seed, whenever it's required by the U.S. Department of Agriculture, we do certified seed. In other words, if the USDA has a benchmark for a certain kind of crop, we are always going to buy certified seed under that uh, species. Um, for example, some of the herbs do not have any USDA certification. So in that case, we're going to try to grow those uh, different varieties out and pick the one that has the strongest germination because we have our own test gardens um, that we're constantly evaluating uh, the seeds and the, the uh, that we're uh, using. Um, so whenever possible, we're going to use certified seed. Now, for us, that costs us a little bit more, but we think our customers are worth it. Yeah, so, I, I got I to say something about that. Uh, I had gone down, this is a couple of months ago, had gone down to our garden center nearby, and uh, where they sell all kinds of seeds and plants and seedlings and sprouts and, you know, and I asked if they had certified seeds, and I got it like a deer in the headlights look. Do most people understand what certified seeds are? I would say that even the workers probably do not understand that. But what it means is that the, um, the whenever the seed is harvested, um, an amount goes to an independent lab. The farmer is going to pay six or eight hundred dollars per lab test. The lab is going to, um, in a very neutral and predictable manner, with regulations on humidity and timing and light and everything like that, uh, temperature. They're going to see out of a hundred seeds how many are going to germinate, and how many noxious weeds, how much contamination, um, and things like that. So that's a very important to get good quality seeds, fresh seeds. Um, so we do require that all of our seeds, again, that the U.S. Department of Agriculture um, has a benchmark on, all of those are going to be certified seed. Now beyond that, we only sell heirloom seeds. And in the case of a down economy where it might not be safe to go rebuy or go um, to your lawn and garden center, et cetera, um, so you are going to have to have seeds that you can uh, grow that watermelon this spring, spit the seeds out after you've enjoyed your summer watermelon, and then dry those seeds out so that you can the following year plant that watermelon again. And that would be um, the, the only kinds of seeds that will work uh, consistently for the prepper or the homesteader are seeds that are considered open pollinated, meaning they're very stable and it's safe to take those seeds and you're going to get the same kind of watermelon, the taste is going to be the same and so forth year by year. The the alternative that is, is uh, consistently available at lawn and garden centers and your box stores would be hybrids. And the hybrid has three outcomes that are not suitable for the self-sustaining prepper. Um, the first outcome would be sterility. About 50% of the seeds coming off of hybrid plants are going to be sterile. And I can't really tell you which ones are going to be sterile. You're, you're right. Listen, hold, hold that, hold that because we're up against the bottom of the air break. And folks, we're talking with Lucinda Bailey, not just about the seeds. But about other things too, and something else we're going to be getting into with her, and, and this is interesting as well. Um, you know, the people who go to conferences and 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 really, be, well, maybe become 
born again at conferences or Christians. They've got an outreach program that's really interesting and very effective. It's after conference care, shall we say. We'll be talking about that as well and other things on the other side. Stay right where you're at, folks. You know, it's interesting because we had, of course, today, we saw the uh, Electoral College vote, and uh, Trump, obviously, as predicted, handily, uh, got all the votes he was supposed to get. What happened to that guy in Texas, by the way? Anyone know uh, that, uh, uh, well, yeah, never mind. It doesn't really matter. That's gonna. That's that's now in the dustbin. He's in the dustbin of history, and of course the uh, harassment of the elector members of the electoral co- congress sh- should be over by now. And it's amazing. As I said, I, I talked to four of the 538 members of the electoral college. It was amazing to watch them on C-SPAN after talking with them. And uh, uh, it, it's it's so the the representative republic that we are has is is spoken. It works. And the Electoral College, hopefully, will is here to stay, of course, as part of our Constitution. And many people don't understand the constitutional form of government that we have. But nonetheless, handily, 270, or, uh, uh, I'm sorry, the uh, uh, the Electoral College voted for Trump, uh, no problems. Now, we had the terror attack in Berlin, obviously. We're going to see more of that. And then we had the assassination, big news, in um, Turkey, the Russian ambassador, for Turkey assassinated and there's more to that story we're going to watch the Hagman report uh, in the morning tune into the Hagman report in the morning or our website because there's more to that story and there's a lot of background with that so folks please understand what you're hearing on the mainstream captured corporate media is not the full story on that and then of course which kind of enters into even this segment the fake news And Lucinda Bailey is kind enough to share her time and expertise. And Kurt from uh, TexasReady.net, that's their website. Folks, visit TexasReady.net. You've got to go there. You know, people have, I've gotten emails saying, um, and this is true. I got one email, and uh, and I want to thank you, Barbara, for sending this. She said, you know, I tried to talk to you six months ago about seeds, um, the importance of seeds and you wouldn't listen and I thought, I thought you know yeah that was about in the springtime it was in March I guess it was it was actually right before Dallas I met Lucinda in Dallas and uh, she was right and I thought shame on me because it, it doesn't matter it, I, it, this topic is so important and we talk about the problems but what about the solutions and when we talk about solutions you want half I can't say what I was going to say my dad used to say that all the time. You want half, you know, blank solutions, or do you want you, you want you want the real solutions? And Texas Ready has got the real solutions, but it's even more than that. They've got this this holistic approach. You know how doctors have the holistic. Um, you've got holistic doctors. They they got a holistic approach. Um, they are taking care of us when times are good. 
with good seeds. And, of course, when times get rocky with still good seeds, but perhaps for a different purpose. So just a wealth of information there with Lucinda Bailey. And, of course, they also have this tremendous Christian outreach program that uh, folks you don't even know anything about yet. But we're going to be hearing about that as well. But the fake news is what I was getting at right moments ago. That's an important part of this. Because we are going to be cut off. And you heard uh, Mark Goodwin talk about this. Alex Jones spoke about this earl- earlier today. And Kristen, uh, I believe, I know, I want to get your name right. I'm sorry, I want to make sure I got that right. Crystal, thank you so much for uh, this email to me. And uh, th- this this is relevant to Lucinda as well, and all of us here. She writes this. Just a thought, and something Alex Jones was saying today, and I did catch this, or at least part of it. If your website was shut down, Alex was saying that he uh, that they would need to connect through email newsletters and come up with other sources. Folks, we're working on that as well. And this is why right now we're bringing to you experts like Lucinda Bailey from TexasReady.net. This is why we're bringing other experts aboard because we have to prepare and prepare well. We cannot afford to make a mistake or, 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 or skimp on what we're doing right now. We can't afford to squander our time and say, eh, hey, you know what? Trump's in, our job's over, and, and then go, go watch football. We can't do that. So, back to Lucinda. Thank you so much for uh, hanging with us and, and uh, listening to me ramble on there. But but I think it's so important that, that we we take this time right now that God has given us perhaps as a reprieve uh, to get, educate ourselves on the necessities, on, on seeds, on, on all preps, but especially this. Yeah, I take it you agree, right? Well, I think food production is going to be um, one of the best opportunities to protect our own families and to give back to the community because we'll be able to help our neighbors uh, learn the skill set of food production as well. Um, the training manuals that we have are great resources to pull off the shelf in a down economy, grid down, no electricity or whatever. Don't rely on the, the Internet to uh, be your source of information. Pull it off of the shelf, look at the pictures, and then go out and do the work. Um, so that's what uh, we do at Texas Ready. We provide you with the best kind of seeds, the heirloom seeds, so that you can get the same results year after year. They're consistent and stable. They've been proven. And they're regionally appropriate seeds. That's another critical yeah. difference um, between uh, Texas Ready and, and some of our competition. Uh, plus, we give you enough nutritive um, balancing so that your kids aren't going to get scurvy or rickets and things like that, um, that many of the other seed companies perhaps aren't thinking um, clearly about. Um, so we give you 80-plus um, varieties in each of the kits, and that would include about um, uh, 10 or so uh, herbs. Um, these are culinary herbs for the most part. Um, and, and some so medicinal, we, right? Oh, yeah. That, well, they will actually double as medicinal when you convert them into uh, steeped teas that you would drink and so forth. So, okay. um, yes. Um, but if you don't, if if you have food fatigue, uh, that's not going to be a very uh, good place for your family to be. And that's a, a, one of the reasons that we have these these herbs, uh, ten herbs that will work in your uh, particular region. 
All right. Well, I've got Bob uh, just sent me an email from just outside of San Diego. I don't know whether he's trying to be smart or what. Bob, uh, come on, man. You, you've had time. Um, <laughs> I'm going to ask you this. Listen, to Christmas is, uh, what, Sunday. And, and by the way, folks, these ammo cans, I mean, ain't nothing going to get through these uh, mice, you know, vermin, nothing. Uh, let me tell you, they're packed well. But he wants to know, hey, if I order tomorrow, uh, will I get them before Christmas? Just curious. That is a great question, and my business partner, Kurt Nock, who, who handles all that, um, I would like him to uh, address that with you. Um, you can call him at 281-288-7826 tomorrow to see if it can actually make it by um, Christmas Day. Okay. It's going to have to be done tomorrow, no doubt about that. And the number again is 281 281- Two eight eight seven eight two six, and Kurt Nock will, um, on a case by case basis, work the details out. There might be extra shipping because it may have to go two day as opposed to right. um, the three day, and, and so forth. The other thing is that, um, you know, perhaps you could just say, "Hey, it's coming," um, you know, to your family. Um, it's a critical uh, um, item, and if it was to arrive between. Uh, Christmas and New Year's, your family still could be protected before the year's out. Okay. And uh, we would certainly recommend that. All right. And, and again, folks, I've never seen such care taken. Uh, and we, we have been, I, actually, I have one, two, three different seed kits, they're called, I, I suppose, not from Texas Ready, three other ones that I've received over the years, but I've never seen them packaged like this. And, folks, if you're watching uh, via YouTube Live, you can see them, and, of course, on on uh, your screen as well, but but uh, they're packaged well. And I've never seen the care taken for the geographical differences as well as certified seeds and such. And uh, So there's a lot of research that has gone on into this. Uh, to me, this is a gift that would, uh, I mean, the, the care that you have, Exercise and putting these kits together is just tremendous. They're worth every penny, and it's. Un- I just I look at this and I'm. First of all, I'm blessed to have them. Thank you, and I'm also uh, blessed to have you. We're blessed to have you, and we're blessed to have your knowledge that uh, is contained inside of of these these kits, which through the books and uh, training manuals, I should say. So, well, well, we we appreciate that. We do believe that there is a good return on investment. Um, because if you do our, our program correctly, the way that we uh, teach it, you will never have to buy seed again, you'll never have to buy produce again, and you'll never have to buy seedlings or plants again. Mm. And so it's a real savings. Okay. All right. And what about what about people who um, maybe misplant? I don't even know how to ask that question, but what happens if you plant the seeds and Nothing happens. Um, You're probably going to pick you? up the phone, and we're going to probably have a little chat. But um, <laughs> we do we do provide um, very very detailed information with charts that tell you how far apart to plant them, when to plant them, how deep to plant them, uh, how many plants you're going to need in the bed, and after six weeks or the you know the, the growth period, the maturity period how many weeks of harvest you can anticipate, and how much produce that one bed is actually going to produce so that you know how many servings uh, you're going to get out of it. Okay. Um, so we have very, very detailed information that is found in no other gardening book. 
And this is the culmination of about 50 years of agriculture research with consistent documentation. So um, this is nice to know that if you put in the ground one bed of uh, pole beans, you're going to end up with 210 pounds of produce at the end of that season. Uh, these are things I want to know if I'm trying to grow food for my family. Exactly. And this is a gift, too. Um, my daughter, who has just come on board with us, we, we were also talking about this whole process. And, you know, this to me is something that uh, for those people who say they're preppers or say that, hey, I want to prepare for anything, what a gift you can give to them, and that's that knowledge that seems to have skipped a few generations of how to plant, how to do things, how to garden, how to do it effectively. And I think that's so important. That's it's a great family activity. It's very wholesome, and it is wonderful for the young people. And you can really see the hand of God. I mean, you're planting several rows of radishes, and uh, one radish plant can throw off 5,000 additional seeds um, as it goes to flower and so forth. So, I mean, the abundance is in the garden. And it's a great, uh, you can use it to teach math and science and all kind of uh, character lessons to children. So it is a wonderful family uh, activity. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, listen, is there anything that we haven't uh, touched on that you, you know, that I blew by that perhaps you'd want to drive home? Uh, reiterate or even mention that I haven't asked? Well, um, Texas Ready is really a food production um, uh, idea. Uh, the garden being step one. We also um, have information about um, adding some protein and that kind of thing to your diet. Um, and the book Home, uh, Backyard Homestead really highlights that. Uh, because to get to the million calories, you're going to have to add some things. Uh, you're going to need some fats. Um, it would be nice to have eggs, so chickens are very useful for that. Um, quail, um, we have discovered that uh, raising quail can be very economically done on um, a square meter. You should be able to r- raise well over a 1,000 pounds of meat on one square meter. You're going to build uh, quail towers, and you would be able to um, harvest quail in about 28 days. Uh, four weeks to six weeks is um, the growth period, and you'll be getting eggs after one month. And that really does beat for efficiency and uh, c- uh, conversion, protein conversion, uh, oh. what a chicken or a rabbit could do. Um, and, uh, and quail are a lot quieter and easier to keep than chickens. Chickens, it takes about six months until they begin to lay eggs. Um and you wouldn't want to harvest um, most chickens that are egg layers um, until they're at least six months. So you do really economize by having uh, quail versus chickens. Um, but these are some considerations that we help train people in as well. Um, so we are, we ourselves are growing um, a certain kind of heritage uh, pig that is a minute, uh, not a miniature per se, but it's a diminutive size pig with the idea that if we had uh, two or three families working together in close proximity, we would butcher, but we wouldn't have to deal with storing excess food because we would just eat that entire pig at um, one of our sittings. And these pigs are extremely productive. With uh, one male and two sows, you should be able to get um, pulled pork about every two weeks. 
Man, you 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 got everything covered. <laughs> well, oh. in the food production, um, that would be something that we do specialize in. And so we do believe that the garden is step one, but beyond that, we want to get you to one million calories per person, and that will require some additional protein uh, inputs, whether it's going to be rabbits, pigs, chickens, um, cattle. We do have, um, we're using uh, Dexter cattle. Um, they're fantastic for homesteaders. It's a certain breed. Um, there's not too many of them um, in the United States, maybe uh, less than 30,000. Um, but they're what we call a tri-breed, meaning they throw off a, a wonderful quality meat. Um, they are wonderful for milk production. They're very high in their milk production. And they also can be used uh, to, could be hitched to um, to a yoke, and they can be used to plow. So there's many usages uh, for this particular breed. They're very docile and easy to get along with. So for city slickers that are wanting to become homesteaders, this is a good breed to um, use. My, my um, mother-in-law, will, I'm sorry, my mother-in-law, she, she'll be glad to hear that because she won't have to, I won't have to hitch the plow to her anymore and make her, you know, plow the, never mind. Never mind. That, sorry about that. All right. No one laughed at that. Come on. Um, Lucinda, uh, the, the preppers, that because you're talking about a whole lot of things here, the preppers who say, for example, well, I'm just going to go out to the back forty there and get me a deer if things get rough, or, or I'll, I'll shoot a, a rabbit, or shoot this, or do that. Um, that's not necessary. I mean, it, it, you can plan a lot better, I guess, is what. Um, well, there's a, a few uh, uh, myths. Um, I've heard that too from uh, a lot of folks. So I'm just going to, you know, hunt. Well, first mm-hmm. of all, you will get scurvy and rickets because if, if all you're doing is getting meat from the woods, you're missing your uh, vitamins that are going to prevent some infections. So you have to have a more balanced diet than just, um, I'm going to go hunting. Uh, it also takes 10 acres per person not to overhunt that particular forest so that your animals still have enough, uh, uh, numbers to do the reproduction they need to be uh, a self-sustaining food source. Um, so it's not likely that everybody that were uh, is in the listening audience has access to that many acres, True. Uh, be it a state forest or so forth. And um, during um, the Depression, um, all the small uh, game were completely diminished, whether it was deer or raccoon or a possum or, you know, you can go, go down the list. Stray dogs did not exist um, because people were so hungry. And back in that day, 90% of the uh, community knew how to successfully garden and produce what their family needed out of their backyards. Yeah, and I would venture to say that we do not have 5% of the people in the United States today, that could do that very same thing if exactly. they were pressed to do it. And, so, and, and and you make a good point here because we we're, we we don't have that knowledge that our grandparents had. And just think about that. What Lucinda just said there. Um, and, and again, this is why we need that knowledge. Knowledge is is applied knowledge is power. And 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 she's got it. And of course. This is why we have programs like this, segments like this, so you can benefit by the immense knowledge that Lucinda Bailey, TexasReady.net, has put together for you. 
TexasReady.net. Lucinda, um, I, I didn't mean to, to interrupt there, but uh, but you're so right because we, we should learn our lessons from history, but we don't. The depression and and oh man, okay, you're absolutely right. All right, well, let me ask you about uh, and I, I, John asked. I promised John I'd ask you about this. You have this tremendous Christian outreach program that you engage in, and I guess Kurt is the man to ask about that if he's there, if he's handy. Yeah, we'll bring him in. Is that okay to do sure. right now? or Absolutely, okay. sure. Okay. Sure. Hey, hey there. Yeah, I'm the guy making all the racket over uh, off camera. Oh, that, that's all right, Kurt. Um, <laughs> no, you know, it, it's it's you, you folks attend a lot of conferences, and, and folks – these guys are rock stars at conferences in terms of their product. It's, it's, let me tell you, they, they can't keep this stuff on the shelves. So if you're thinking about ordering, order texasready.net, order soon, do, do it. Even if it's not for Christmas, just do it. You won't be sorry. But anyway, speaking of conferences, you, you do a lot for people who have become Christians. And um, who have attended conferences, and it's, you call—I guess it's after conference care for Christians. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? Because I, it's something that that I don't—I don't know. It's just—it's it, you don't let anyone. You just don't let people. Uh, you take care of people, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I, I think it all came about at the the Watchman, where both you and I saw um, over. 150 people give their lives to the Lord for the very first time on that on that first night and then afterwards approximately 200 people were baptized which is an amazing uh commitment um but then after the conference everybody's been stirred up they're excited but they go home to their their normal boring lives or whatnot and uh the tendency would be to drift away um, many of these people were disenfranchised, um, former church growers. Um, maybe they'd never, ever darkened the door of a church. And so my concern was, well, what about the discipleship? We're not called to make converts. We're called to make disciples. So um, my concern, I would approach the, uh, the leadership and so forth and um, had then gone on uh, to write a program that took a person through the scriptures, through the entire Bible in a blitz fashion uh, in a four-week course. And uh, Salt and Light Brigade with Dave Doppelmeyer um, decided that that they were good at getting people motivated and trained, but they weren't so good at writing curriculum. So so I was able to um, give them curriculum, which they at present have on their website, and it is their follow-up program. And then uh, beyond that, we took we have written a um, six-week course uh, that's interactive. It has PowerPoints and um, ho- homework questions and um, interactive and, and that kind of thing. And it's all about uh, Christ being the center. Uh, if you were to picture a wheel, for example, a bicycle wheel, Christ would be the hub, the center, the focus. Then you have obedience um, as the outer rim. And then you have the spokes of prayer, the word, fellowship, and then witnessing. And that is the balanced Christian life. And so, um, you know, you want to always do a check in your spirit. Uh, how balanced am I? And so in a six-week period, we take people through that. And then we can take them all the way up to eldership training. Hmm. Um, how do they run a small group at home to do inductive Bible studies? Let's suppose they didn't go to seminary. No problem. What does that passage speak to you? 
It's not that difficult. And we teach them how to bring in a few of their neighbors, friends, relatives, um, and, and so forth, so that there can be a self-replicating church planting movement um, done. And in, in this would especially, this model will work especially well uh, with a society in crisis. So um, that's that's really what I'm about. Um, and, and both Kurt and I um, are involved in um, another ministry called Digital Bible Society. And oh, wow. Kurt, you've got you've got um, more knowledge on this than I do. So why don't you introduce? Oh, pay attention, to folks. Audience. Yeah, pay attention to this. This is really cool. I, Kurt, uh, thanks for coming on. Hey, thanks for having me. I just want to say, first off, and you guys already know this, Lucinda is an absolutely amazing woman. And I know that a number of your listeners have met her at the Hear the Watchman conferences. She is everything uh, she purports to be. I yes. Mean, not just in public, not just over a, an interview situation like this. She is a fantastic individual. It's a great blessing to be in business with her in Texas Ready. When we formed this company about six years ago, uh, we really wanted to minister to people and their needs. Uh, obviously, in the whole prepping, you know, what's going to happen down the road kind of a deal, but also in terms of just their spiritual needs. That's something that we've both been about in our individual businesses and that we are uh, jointly concerned about with this one. That is, that's really our, our primary focus. We could sell a whole lot more seed banks than we do, but, uh, but we are concerned about doing the right thing by our customers. Uh, even if it means that we're going to make less money or sell fewer banks, that's just fine. That's, uh, there, are, there are many things much more important in our business. Uh, and we are very, very blessed uh, to be able to support some very significant ministries, one of which is the Digital Bible Society, which uh, I know you're aware of, yep. which is an organization that was started about 16 years ago just down the street from where we are up in Conroe, Texas, uh, by a very, very good friend of ours. I was introduced to him and his ministry through Lucinda, uh, probably about eight years ago. And, uh, we, uh, as a ministry, we gather, publish, and equip, uh, or gather, publish, and distribute, that is, materials and Bibles, uh, in all available languages throughout the world with a special access on closed access countries. So, uh, any Bibles that we have uh, access to in every uh, available language, we will make available uh, on an as-needed basis. And everything that we distribute is uh, available for free. Uh, it's not only free uh, to uh, to acquire from from us, but it's also free to copy and distribute at will. Um, and I don't know if we have time. It doesn't look like we have a whole lot of time for a story here. But maybe uh, maybe sometime down the road we can uh, talk a little bit more about that because I really think it's something that your listeners would enjoy hearing. I, I would love to. Uh, as a matter of fact, yes. And I, pardon me or forgive me for not really paying attention to the time. Uh, we only have about a minute thirty left, and I'm so sorry about that because this story uh, in the work Digital Bible Society it, it, it's wow. Talk about planting seeds and planting seeds. Exactly. That's exactly. Right. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. Um, well, in, in the in the thirty uh, minute thirty, we've got left for a minute uh, now. Uh, uh, who who wants to take us out with uh, with? Ooh, what, are, what are your closing comments? Uh, either Kurt or Lucinda, feel free. Um, actually, uh, I would like it. 
I know this sounds very uh, self-promoting, but it, it really isn't. There is something that we posted on our website at TexasReady.net that uh, I would I would like it if your listeners would uh, would go to our website and read that. I I just think it's a an important word for these days. It may be preaching to the choir, but uh, I think it's important for people to know and understand that they're that we're not alone. Sometimes you and I we get in our own private space and we think you know am I the only person out there thinking this and we're not. Uh, if you go to our site, there's right up at the top, it says click here to, to get our opinion on the election, what we, Lucinda and I here at Texas Ready think. And uh, and just open that up and read it. If you like it, fine. If you want to pass it on, that's fine. If you don't like it, no big deal. But, uh, again, it's just, it's, that's what's, you want to know what's coming from our heart. Right now, that's what it is. And, and you know what? Uh, and I'm so sorry about this. I, I failed to mention that at the beginning of the program. We actually put that on our front page of the website and it actually aged off today I put it back up uh, to the front because it was so I believe it was so important but go to texasready.net for the complete article written by uh, 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 fantastic by the way it's and it's it makes you think too if you really understand what you're saying it, it makes you think makes you really consider a lot so thank you Thank you, Doug, and thank, thank you, thank you, God, for allowing us to to have this this great business and be able to minister to people. Hey, come back again, please. Thank you. Thank All you right. so much, Lucinda and Kurt. TexasReady.net. TexasReady.net, folks. Thank you for tuning in. God bless. Stay safe until tomorrow. 